Hi everyone and welcome. This is Politics with Tony. I am obviously Tony. I am back in my wonderful basement studio, my, my coal shoot room. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. I have no idea what this was. At. I'm, I'm assuming it was probably coal, but I think that there was other... I, I really do think that there were other uses for this room because there's a whole lot of different colors on the walls. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's a rental, so I don't care. Anyway, hello. I'm sorry this one took me so long to get finished up. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Um, uh, you know, being a dad, I love it. I do. But it can it can be taxing as far as time. So I don't get a lot of time sometimes to myself uh, like I like. And that's all right. Um, but, yeah, due to, you know, child stuff and work stuff and I, I'm now back in the gym, so I've, that, that's been taking up a lot of my time too. But I'm sorry, that's it's a, it's a personal interest I enjoy very much. So uh, if anybody has stress in their lives that they can't get rid of, just go to the gym. I'm telling you, it helps. <laughs> anyway, today I kind of wanted to kind of I wanted to cover I wanted to cover the First Amendment, freedom of speech, in a kind of sort of way. Talk about hate speech uh, because that's been a big problem. Um, so. The segments I'll have today are, this one will be about the First Amendment. Now, I, I, I'm veering from the coronavirus a little bit. Everybody else has something to say. And I do. I have plenty to say. And my second segment, uh, Terrence is actually going to come in and he has some things to say. He had some grievances he wanted to kind of air. and So I told him, yeah, absolutely, let's do one. And so the second segment is going to be a little bit more geared towards the coronavirus. And the third one, uh, Tony Talks, it'll be, again about the coronavirus, just uh, reiterations of certain things. Um, but anyway, let's get started with this first segment. So the first segment, wanted to talk some, a little bit about uh, the First Amendment. Now we all know the First Amendment is it gives us the right to say what we want. It's the freedom of speech, which technically you would be incorrect. Uh, <laughs> now let me explain first. The, 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 the amendments as, as all of them are, are they're not there to give you the rights that you, you you claim you have? You already have them. You were born with them. They're yours. Period. What the 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 amendments do is restrict the government from taking those rights from you, or is, or restricting them in any way, shape, or form. They can't do that. That's what it is. So let me go ahead in my little handy dandy Constitution slash uh, amendments declaration, all that stuff. Here it is. I'm going to read amendment number one. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. There it is. Now, let me let me just real quick pause. Y'all probably hear that my voice is a little stuffy, a little jacked up. I don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> Pretty sure I just got, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't think it's a flu. Never really had a temperature. Just lots of coughing and hacking and stupid. I'm probably just a cold. But we're good. I don't have the coronavirus. It's nowhere near around here as of now anyway. So we should be fine. Anyway, let's continue. So I said, I basically read off the First Amendment. Now, the First Amendment, like I said, this is, like it says, Congress shall make no law. So there it is. The first few words and it states it. It isn't saying that you don't have the freedom. This this is giving you the freedoms. This is simply stating that our government cannot take them. As with any 
No joke. Any of these amendments. So, the freedom of speech. What does it usually mean for most people? The freedom of speech comes with the idea that you can basically say what you want. And in in every single way that I can think of it, you are correct. Um, now let's dive into that a little bit. Let's unpack it. What I mean by all that is that if you want to say something that a lot of people don't, don't agree with or won't like, um, I'm going to use some derogatory words through some of this. I want you to understand that now. It will happen. So I just, I, I, I want you all to understand I'm only doing it as an example. So, if I were to go and uh, go to a, I don't know, some sort of rally for the KKK and stand up and decide to tell everybody how much I hate niggers, absolutely, I have every right to say it. Does it sound good? No. <laughs> it's completely ugly. I don't like it either. But me saying I hate niggers technically is completely under is completely covered under that. You, I'm allowed to say it. Now, a lot of people, many people would consider that hate speech. I don't like that kind of talk either. I'm not going to label it as hate speech. I won't do it because you have every right to say it. But you don't have uh, you don't have some sort of protection. Uh, from the consequences that may come from that. So, just figured I'd let you know. The consequences are like people arguing back. Eh, somebody might be fighting you. Sure, they, they, they may get in trouble for uh, physically assaulting you. But in every sense of the word, no. You are free to say that. I think it's stupid that people, you know, use their freedoms to say things that are just completely hateful to another group. But at the same time, it is their right. And I, I won't take that from them. Um... Now, like I said, they define it as hate speech. So let's do that. Let's define hate speech. Now, I have a definition from Cam- the Cambridge Dictionary uh, as to what hate speech is. And Cambridge, they say, public speech that expresses hate or encourages violence towards a person or a group based on something such as race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. Now, that's, their def- that's the Cambridge definition. Well, we'll talk about that too. Hate speech usually, uh, it usually includes communications of animosity or disparagement of an individual or group on account of, of a group characteristic, such as race, color, national origin, sex, disability, religion, or sexual orientation. So there, you get some sort of definitive idea of what they define hate speech as. Fine. There it is. So now let's compare. The freedom of speech, the idea that you could say what you want, and hate speech uh, saying public speech that expresses hate or encourages violence towards a person or group based on something such as race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. Do you not see the problem? Let me read this again, okay? Let me read it again, and I want you to th- listen to it carefully. Public speech that expresses hate or encourages violence towards a person or group based on something such as race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. And it is usually thought to include communications of animosity or disparagement of an individual or group. <sighs> Therein lies the problem with what we defined hate speech as. Hate, it says public speech that expresses hate. That's the first part of it. First of all, I, you, anyone that living in the United States, 
I'm not going to speak for other countries. I'm talking about our constitutional republic covered under the Constitution. We are allowed to say what we hate. We are allowed to say what we hate. That's why I use the example, I hate hackers. Sure, that sounds terrible. I don't like it. It's obviously attacking a, a, a racial group. But it's only verbally attacking a racial group. I'm using a very, very... Uh, I don't even like saying the word nigger, to be honest with you. It's, it's an ugly word. I don't think black people should even use it, period. I don't think anybody should use it. The word needs to disappear. But that said, the other part... Now, here's what I want to say. The other part of the definition says violence towards a person or group based on something such blah, blah, blah. Violence. Encouraging violence. When... In the three words, I hate niggers. When did I encourage violence? That's my problem. It's just because I say something that you don't like. That doesn't mean that it's hate speech because I'm not encouraging violence. If, if, now I will, I will completely concede when I say this. If, whatever they're saying, I hate niggers and we should kill them all. Absolutely. I apologize, everyone. I forgot I didn't turn my... I don't... I'm terrible about the whole phone thing. Sorry. Anyway. Um, I... I if, if my speech said, let's go kill them all, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm encouraging violence towards somebody. Or a group. And I'm, I'm obviously encouraging violence towards a group of minorities within the United States, African Americans, or just black people in general. I'm absolutely advocating the violence. If I say, let's go, you know, hurt them, let's go kill them, let's go, you know, whatever the hell you want to do with them. That is hate speech, sure. But to say things like, I hate them, is not the same thing. Yes, if you want to, you want to, you know, specifically unpack the two words hate and speech and put them together, sure, I just spoke something out of hate. (laughs) So yeah, fine, let's go with that. But no. It is not hate speech to say things like, I hate niggers. Now, again, that's a terrible, it's a good example for, you know, the the black and whites of this issue. But we can dive into the gray areas. And that's sort of where things get a little tricky. Now, I don't think it gets tricky. Because unless, like I said, unless whatever is being said is encouraging violence, I do not believe it is the same thing as hate speech. If somebody is trying to tell me why, you know, white people suck, this is what they did, and this is this is crap, and I just don't like this, and I can't believe they do this, and white people just piss me off. No, 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 no. You know what? I don't agree with it. I don't. But at the same time, nothing there says, you know, you know, we should go out and hurt white people. Nothing. So therefore, it is not hate speech. However, if they said something like, I'm going to just go start shooting all the white people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's hate speech. Uh, no, what's, what's funny is, yes, this is Cambridge that defined it. But at the same time, this, this term became such a, you know, hot topic. Uh, what was it? A few years ago. Uh, and one of the first times I noticed it was after um, the, uh, the Sterling case, which was down in, in Louisiana. Ba- uh, was it, it wasn't Baton Rouge. No, it wasn't. I can't remember now. In Louisiana. Or was it New Orleans? It might have been New Orleans. Anyway, it was a black man that was shot by what they had called a white cop. Um, and uh, they said, you know, he was shot. He didn't have any guns on him. No, he technically didn't. But he was he was resisting arrest. And he was trying to pull something out of his pocket. 
after they told him not to. You know, a lot of a lot of things in that case pissed me off. But one of the first things I noticed was that they were calling the cop that shot him white, although he was Asian, whatever. Now, what I noticed too is that immediately after that, there was a lot of this Black Lives Matter that were standing up. They were they were just in full swing saying, you know, this is this is what white cops do, da da da. They were calling for the death of white cops. And in doing so, they actually got some of what they wanted. They got people to die because they were cops. It was sad to me. There was a man who was 22, I believe, out of Austin, Texas, shortly after all that happened. He had just returned a couple months prior. He had just returned from Iraq. It was only deployment. He had a child, uh, a brand newborn baby. He switched. He got out of the military, went into into the police force, and was immediately killed because of his skin color. He was actually Hispanic a little bit, but at the same time, of course, he looked white, so let's just shoot him. Let's just, let's just judge people based on what they look like. Why not? That's pretty much what, what happened. No one that I can recall, now again, I don't talk to everybody, so I can't say that, I'll say no one, is it no one that I know or no one that I saw said that that was hate speech. A lot of people advocated for this. A lot of people supported this, and including the BLM movement, who constantly spews what you would consider hate speech. They would say things like how how you know you know white cops need to die and white males are the problem. We need to we need to do something about them, and you need to give us this, and you need to give us that. And if you don't, we're coming for it. Things like that. No, that is hate speech. Absolutely. If you were if if, if the BLM movement stood up against. What they what they saw as systemic racism, and and you know they would just speak against it, throw us throw out statistics, try to debate. Ow, oh, you know what? Even though I don't, even though I wouldn't, you know, agree with what they're doing at the same time, I support it because they have the right. Not only do they have the right of freedom of speech, they also have the right to to peacefully assemble, and that is exactly what a lot of BLM did. They they they, they had huge you know rallies and and, and 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 assemblies, I guess we'll call it too. Uh, marches, lots of stuff like that to, 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 to raise awareness. I'm not against that at all. Um, give me one second. Hold on. Gotta have my nicotine. So, with hate speech, you're looking at the idea that some things that are said or might, might fall under the category of what is defined here by Cambridge as hate speech. And some of them are actually free speech. So what is that saying? That's saying that the term hate speech is, in my mind, a political, a political term used in some weird form of suppression. Now, what's funny to me is hate speech is usually, I'm not saying only, it's not only used, but usually used by those on the left, Democrats or liberals. They will say things that, you know, that maybe I said that's hate speech. That's hate speech. You can't say that. Okay. And they want me to shut up. You know, they don't want me to say that. They think that hate speech is wrong and I shouldn't. So, exactly how are the people that are on the left that that hate fascism, exactly how is telling me I can't say something not a form of fascism? I mean, I'm just saying, that's exactly what fascism is. (laughs) And, 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 And yes, there is part of the definition of, you know, fascism, it's a forceful suppression of an opposing viewpoint or an opposition in general. But I don't, I'm fine with the idea that, you know, some things people aren't going to like, but if you're not going to like what I say, and then you're going to try to silence me based on the fact that you didn't like what I said, that is wrong. 
I don't like a lot of things that people on the left say. I hate it. But at the same time, I'm not going to look at them and say, you can't say that. I'm going to look at them and talk. And I'm going to come back with whatever I have as far as the debate points. If I have something uh, refutable or irrefutable uh, evidence or facts that I can throw at them that that's, gonna, that's completely against what they said, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to call names. I don't do that. I'm telling you, I don't do it. Uh, banter pages, that's about where I... That's about my extent of talking, you know, talking down on people. It's, it's, those are for fun. But if it's, if it comes to serious uh, conversations, especially political, like I, you know, because who I am, I, I, I talk a lot on political pages. I don't belittle. I don't do it. Sure, sometimes I can come off as sarcastic, but I'm sorry. Sarcasm has its uses in some conversations. The idea that it's it's used to maybe make the other person see why what they said was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use it. Uh, but see, that's the other problem, too, is if I use sarcasm, oh, no, no, no you, that's just jacked up. You can't even be decent. Where? In the Constitution. I looked. I've read it. Where in that does it say that I have to be nice or decent? I can, I can extend common courtesy to anyone anywhere. I can absolutely do that because that is exactly what most of us should do. Common courtesy. And what is common courtesy? Common courtesy is the idea that, you know, if I'm walking into a building and there's somebody behind me, I don't just let the door shut. I at least try to hold it for them so they can grab it. Um, If I have one item that I'm going to buy in line and somebody behind me has like 17 items, hey, they should let me first. You know what I mean? Not not, not saying they should. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It's courteous to let me go first, considering I've only got the one item and they've got a lot. And I'm, I, they, they wouldn't want me to stand there if they didn't. Now, here's the thing about common courtesy that you have to remember is that there is no real necessity for that either. And some people may have been raised differently, maybe, maybe just have a different thought process or might not be as observant. So if I am walking up to a building behind someone and they don't hold the door, I'm not mad. If I'm in a grocery store holding one item and the person in front of me has like 50 items and they don't let me go first, I am mad. That's the whole thing about it. So a lot of people, what I've noticed is this, this whole entire country hasn't, has become very sensitive. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that everybody's the same. It's all, it's a little different depending, but I've even seen it on the right. You know, I, I, if I got on here and, and talk shit about Trump, Oh, I would get crapped on by certain people. Not a lot of people, but I would I would have people coming after me because of my words against Trump. What? What? You, you, you were the same ones. The same ones that got pissed off. Absolutely pissed off. When they tried, tried to throw it at you that people said nasty things about Obama. I'm here to tell you, Republicans. Y'all acted terrible when Obama was born. Or born. Oh my God, I really just said that. I apologize. You acted terrible when Obama became president. Not all, but a big majority were being pretty nasty. And and I, I believe that that is wrong. I believe that it's wrong. If you have a grievance against something, you know, absolutely voice it. That is your right. You should do it. But you have to know that there are certain ways to go about it. There's no reason to get to a point where you're you know, showing pictures of Obama hanging from a noose saying, this is what, you know, we used to do to black people or some shit. Because I've seen that before and I hated it. I thought that was dumb as hell. And technically, 
in a way that does advocate for violence against a certain group or a person. So in, in reality, that is hate speech. It's a great example of hate speech, if that makes sense. Now, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit, too, um, the idea that they're trying to actually legislate the term hate speech. Okay, first of all, now we're trying to actually restrict certain things from being said. Uh, see, that's where it gets ugly. I, I, have, I have a lot of opinions about that, but even in my own thought process, all I can think of is, you know, younger generations possibly. When, when, when you know, let's say all these laws are put into place where you can't say this, you can't say that, things are restricted. And, and then they grow up where they, they, they learn they can't say certain things. Of course, what, what, okay, first and foremost, what happens to kids when you tell them they can't do something? <laughs> the first thing they want to do is exactly what you told them not to. Sorry, that's exactly what happens. Almost every fucking kid does that shit. And it's okay. It's a kid thing. It's, well, why can't I do that? You know, and let, let's find out. But the other thing, too, is we, we, we create this culture. We, we're we're going to create a culture of people who think that, you know, I don't like that, so therefore I can call that hate speech. And that be, it just draws out this terrible rhetoric of, you know, we're just basically jailing people for saying things like, this grocery source sucks donkey balls. I don't know. You know that would be, and then that's the silliness of it. You know, like if, if, if the store owner heard me say that, of course that might be labeled as hate speech, and if there were laws in place, they could push to get me in trouble. That's really crappy. That's sort of where legislation's going to end up going. Now, obviously, yeah, obviously there's going to be restrictions on what they can or cannot legislate, but that's the problem is they're attempting to. The thing of it is, and let's be all let, let's all think about this as a normal law-abiding citizen. If you hear somebody saying, you know, that they're advocating and trying to incite violence against a certain group based on, like we talked about, race, color, national origin, sex, disability, whatever. If if you hear them doing that, why not report it? Just say, hey, those people are talking about doing this to these people, uh, and I just want that to be known. Or hey, I, I just don't see that as safe, or I feel uncomfortable. Whatever, do that. Because then the law enforcement will do their job. <clears throat> now, if you're somebody uh, that listens that doesn't like law enforcement because you think they're all pigs and whatever, well, let's just be fair. You are basing your opinion on, you know, obviously I've seen the, the plethora of videos of cops doing terrible things. Can I could probably show you a plethora of videos of cops doing amazing things. That's the thing about it. We can't just assume all cops suck because of the actions of a few. That's the same exact mindset as old school racism. It hasn't changed. It just turned into a professional thing. I don't know. But understand that if you have, if you hear those kind of things, just report it. Report the violent end of it. If somebody's saying something you don't like, well, you know what? I hate to be the mean guy here, but tough shit. Suck it up. You'll live. Words aren't going to kill you. No, they're not. If words are inciting violence towards something, or even you, yeah, sure, report it. I'm not saying don't do that. That is where I see a line that needs to be drawn. But if it's words, if it's just opinions, how somebody's feeling, or they feel like this is wrong, or maybe they've 
Now, I don't like feelings much as much when it comes to uh, politics or socioeconomics. I don't. I think that I think that feelings need to just go the hell away when it comes to anything above and beyond like a family setting or a friend setting. I'm sorry. The reason I say that is because, you know, with politics, feelings shouldn't matter because feelings, uh, everybody is subjective to their own. There is not one feeling that's going to be completely 100% the same across the board for everyone. So therefore, you can't use feelings to legislate. You can't do it. But you can use facts. You can use statistics. And that is what's important. And factually, you know, there are still people that have animosity towards some of those groups that we discussed. So if these, you know, these individuals are, are, are using that anger that other people have towards a certain group or person or whatever and and trying to incite violence that is a different story altogether that is using the power of influence in a negative sense to uh, perform or, or to get people to perform an action i don't see me saying like okay we talked about it was a couple it was a couple podcasts ago i believe where i had talked about chris evans where he had openly stated you know i don't like trump or he just, he just think he just thinks trump he thinks that trump sucks sorry can't talk getting a little tired it's late tonight that's okay i really don't care that he said that that's fine i mean i, I mean it, it's i don't like it of course i don't like it because chris evans is captain america and i'm the biggest captain america fan you'll ever find but at the same time it's his opinion and he expressed it now i did have a problem with how he did it um again we've talked about before if i have to watch what I wear and say as far as politics and certain other things, obviously, uh, at the workplace, why, do, why, why is it that he gets to use his professional job to extend his opinion? You know, he's using his entertainment prowess as, as, as a way to push his opinion to everyone. You know, like, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. If I become, let's, let's say my podcast take off to a point where I become a very well-known political activist within the United States, Awesome. I think that'd be great. I would love that. But if somebody decided to ask me about doing a podcast on something that doesn't really relate to politics, I'm going to tell them, uh, no, because that's not where I sit. I can give you, I'll tell them specifically an opinion, but I'm not going to announce an opinion because that's the thing. Uh, that's if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing a political podcast and I'm a political activist and I need to stick with the politics, if I go back to my, my personal Facebook and decide I want to post a, a post, uh, an opinion post about whatever that is they said, then sure I can, but that'll be my personal page where it's my personal friends, my personal family, all that stuff. That is the difference. And see, that's sort of the freedom of speech now, again, I'm not saying that he can't say that at all. Because I think he can. I absolutely advocate for the fact that he can say it. It's just using using a, a form of influence that doesn't involve politics to do it seems a little off. Influence has a lot of play in the world. And it sucks. And that's part of why hate speech has become such a problem. You can, you can, you can get someone... You can probably get someone to do violent acts and not actually tell them to go do it. I mean, honestly, you probably could. But that's the thing is that's not on you then. If I'm telling people how much I can't stand something and they decide to go and do something about that, 
That's not on me. I'm sorry, but it isn't. So the idea that a lot of people, and that's the other, I'm sorry, I guess that's the other point that I wanted to make, is a lot of people will blame the person that said something for the violence that was incited, or for the violence that occurred because of it. Unless that person said you should go do that, or was trying to tell them the benefits of why, you know, doing this might be good towards those people, whatever, I think it's 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 not the same. Me saying, okay, so let's say, let's say I was anti-gun and I was speaking against the NRA and saying how wrong they are for the advocation of you know uh, purchasing self-protecting firearms, stuff like that. And somebody decided to go out and find somebody in the NRA and kill them, or beat the shit out of them, or whatever it is they do. And then it comes around. Well, you said this, so it's your fault. Where? In what I said, said anything about doing what he did, or she did, or they did, whatever. I didn't. Because that is the biggest difference. And I think that's a lot of things that people don't understand. So this this, this Cambridge Dictionary version sucks. The second portion of it, it says, Hate speech is usually thought to include communications of animosity or disparagement of an individual or group. No. You are allowed to say those things. You're allowed to say you have animosity. You're allowed to say why you hate that person. They suck. Or you, 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 you I don't, hey, look, if I'm talking to somebody who is super anti-gay and says, I don't like gay people. I think they're just pathetic. They're, they're, they're going to hell and, you know, stuff like that. Fine. You can say that. I don't agree with it. I mean, I agree with maybe some points, but I don't hate them. I've got no animosity towards gay people. But at the same time, that person's allowed to say that. The person has every right to say it. Now, on the flip side, like I said, there may be many people that will debate back at them or maybe even become nasty with their words towards them. You're not protected from that by saying what you want to. When you say what you want to and somebody doesn't like it and somebody has something really maybe ugly to say to you in return, well, that's their right too. The only thing I think I don't like when people tell me, because if, if, if people try to, you know, name call or belittle or berate me after I say something that they just didn't like on Facebook, I, I'd tell them, well, of course, you'd go straight to name calling. <coughs> Excuse me. I, that's fine. Go to it. Whatever. But the minute they try to tell me that I can't say that because that's hate speech, I'm going to tell them, no, it's not. Nowhere in many of my words that I say to go hurt anyone. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been trying to explain this to a lot of people, but apparently it just, the hate speech thing is, is just becoming such a, it's becoming its own issue. And that's the biggest problem I have. So that's sort of my take on that, on, on hate speech versus free speech and the First Amendment. So I just, I wanted to get that one out there. So here shortly, we will be having Terrence coming in. Uh, he has a lot to say about the coronavirus. I actually have a lot to say about the coronavirus as well. And then shortly after Terrence, we'll have a little bit of a, a small Tony talk. Um, sort of, I kind of want to maybe gear it towards the idea of the coronavirus response and how people are reacting based on this virus. Because even though it can be worrisome at the same time, some of the stuff has begun kind of excessive. So we're going to talk about that a little bit in the last segment. But anyway, uh, Terrence is coming up. So just stay tuned. This is Politics with Tony.
All right, we're back with Politics with Tony. And again, this is another segment where I'm probably suffering from the coronavirus, but I don't know. <laughs> Sick as hell. Anyway, I, I am in, uh, I, I'm in another shop with uh, everybody's favorite guest, Terrence. That's Terrence? right, everybody's favorite. <laughs> Devin sucked. Ah, I'm back. Thank, uh, you. Thank you all. It's going to be a war between Terrence and Devin eventually. But um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, earlier I was at home and, and Terrence come knocking on my door and he was just ecstatic. He wanted, to, he wanted to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, and I said that uh, due to what we talked about in the first segment, I said, absolutely, let's let's talk about the coronavirus. So, Terrence, first, how's your week been? Been excellent. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think of this weather up here, man? And I, I'm, I'm just well, throwing it out there. Well, tomorrow we're expecting 2 to 7. Yeah, and that throws me off because oh. all week we were dealing with 60, 70 degree weather. Oh, yeah. That Beautiful was great. weather. Wonderful weather, outside weather. So, before this segment started... Terrence and I were actually sitting here debating. We weren't agreeing either. Oh, so this should be fun. Yeah, this this should be good. Uh, the coronavirus, that is the subject that we've been talking about. So we're going to continue that. This is not going to be a long segment, uh, but it's going to be kind of to the point. So I I have, uh, I've been reading facts off. I've been reading statistics. I've been, I've been you know, reading a lot of that stuff. And, and Terrence, you saw me doing it. Oh, earlier. I did. Yep. I, I was reading it off of some of the stuff I've been saving off the internet that I've been, you know, doing my research on and everything. And so, of course, I can't just spit out those numbers right now because I'm using my phone. But first, you came to my house and you seemed to have a lot to say. So, Terrence, oh, I was pissed. Let me hear why you're pissed. <laughs> let's let's you hear. You know it. what? I was dealing more with feelings than numbers and statistics. Right. Uh. When you when you deal with coronavirus and the flu, if you want to, con- you know, you apples to oranges. <laughs> Are you the sure? The flu has <laughs> vaccines. Right. The coronavirus does not at this time. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a compromised immune system, that could be diabetes, <laughs> old old age, or being extremely young and no immune system at all. You're dealing with. A, from what I've read, a higher death rate. Right. So I just want to ask those that that are healthy to be considerate about those, thinking about those uh, that are not. Right. No, and you know that that's a point that I think me and you agreed on. We do. That you know, there's there's a lot of younger generation that are going to uh, you know. Uh, uh, shopping centers and buying up a lot of this toilet paper and, and hand sanitizer, all that stuff. Which is ridiculous. I mean, uh, personally, that's yeah. just re- ridiculous. Well, now, now here's the thoughts, okay? Now, here's, here's... If you think you're so immune, I've got something you're not immune to. <laughs> well, hey, look, well, the, the whole idea of this is that if... if, if think if, of others. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, if, if yeah. consider If younger people are going and they're buying up all this stuff, like these doomsday preppers, oh my God, everything is going to shit. I will take your shit paper from you <laughs> when I need it. <laughs> That's the problem. You have people that are young, people who aren't, aren't, aren't healthy or, you know, maybe they don't have to be healthy, but you, you don't have to be, you, you have to be at least not unhealthy, I guess would be the word I would use. Um, <laughs> and... and if you're younger, the percentages... Now, I, I can remember some of them from when I was reading. You know me with yeah. numbers. So, from about birth until mm, 40, it's... No, it's 30-something. It's 0.2%. It's a high end 
uh, 30s, it's like 39 or something like that. It's 0.2% chance of mortality, chance of death if uh, uh, contracting coronavirus. Once you pass that, it starts jumping a little bit. So you get 0.4% from uh, uh, 39 to 59. Once you pass that, you go from 60 to 69, it's 1.3%. And then up there, it kind of, it, it, it exacerbates quite a bit. So you get all the way up to 80 plus, it's somewhere around 16%. And that's really crappy. Um, then you couple that with uh, existing pre-existing conditions. So now we're we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit personally. You bet. Your 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 wife Danielle, lovely woman, love her to death. She is a diabetic, and we understand that. She's also around your age, so close to fifty-ish. We're we're gonna look at that number, right? So we're looking I at. Should appreciate that close to. 50-ish. <laughs> Danielle, I swear you don't look a day over thirty. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> so. You have uh, a 0.4% chance of dying from the from the virus at her age, but then you jump that to 10.3% because of diabetes, and you're getting somewhere around 11% chance of death for her. Right. So now the thought the thought process that Terrence kind of brought to my attention, and it does make sense. Uh, the community we live in, Oxford, Nebraska, which, by the way, I will be talking about in the last segment. Uh, some of you have actually heard about some of the sex trafficking issues in this town. Uh, yeah, Terrence is shaking his head too. Uh, anyway, well, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, this community is—it's a small community. We don't even have a thousand people here, do we? No, we, we don't. It's like eight hundred people max. I don't think we have five hundred. You know, the last census says eight hundred and seventy something, but that was also two thousand or two thousand ten. So we'll see this year. Yep. But. The the small community, and this is a, this is a community that I've noticed a lot of elderly people like to retire in. You have a golf course right down the street where all these you know some of these older people they'll, it, just, it, it, they'll, they'll old, jump on their carts. You know what? It's an old farm community. It is. It they is. They go from the farm here in town. Yeah, it's it's convenient. So it's 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 an older community. So you have a lot of older people, wonderful people, uh, stuck in their ways as most old people are, and that's all right. But the problem is, is you also have. Like my generation, I'm only, I'm almost 35. I'm coming up on it soon. Uh, my mortality rate is very low. And since I'm a kind of a gym rat and I like my diet and I try to stay in shape, I'm a pretty healthy person. If I caught coronavirus, I'm going to kick it. I've got the confidence. I don't have the confidence in if I, let's say I contract it, coming over here and hanging out with Terrence. I wouldn't want to do that because I, I love Danielle too much to let her catch the problem. I don't want her to have it. And it could transmit in that sense. The problem is, it's a transmission issue that we're looking at. Yes. We don't 100% fully get how it transmits. We know I, that it's through what saliva we've talked about. Yeah, uh, it just it's some says airborne, some says by human touch, some says you know there's well, a lot, right, right, they right. just don't know. Well, the the consen- I don't think they really know. The yet. full consensus is that absolutely, if I had it and I sneezed on you, you're gonna get it. Uh, the other consensus would be if I lick my finger, maybe uh, this is extreme. Lick my finger and stuck it in your mouth. Yeah, you're getting it. That's obvious. And most, <laughs> I'm using an example. I didn't know what else to use, so I'm using that. Okay. But that that is a, it, that's a hell of a way to do it. You, you, I mean, you damn near get AIDS the same way. So it's not like I, you know, I don't get it. But beyond that, they're not 100 percent sure if it is full airborne. And I and 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 we actually had that discussion. So Terrence's issue, and I see it, is that the people who are younger running straight to the supermarket to buy all this toilet paper and all this hand sanitizer is not thinking enough for some of the elderly people who are susceptible to dying from this disease or this virus, excuse me. 
So what do you think should happen socially when it comes to this issue? Because you, I mean, you, okay. you brought it to me and that makes I, it, I, I love it. I think you should be just a little bit more considerate mm-hmm. when you express your opinion about it. Because you've got mm. people, and I'm, I'm not a, 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 a real touchy-feely kind of guy. I don't, I'm not into your opinions or your sensitivities to that degree. Because that's on them, that's not on you. Exactly. I'm with you. But, be considerate. Understand that other people have some weaknesses that this could affect, and you could affect that weakness. So you you think that maybe the hype over going and getting all this stuff to prepare for oh, this? Oh, the horrible, hype is just news it, media and and just it, creating it, a heck, uh, uh, chaos. Right. They are into, they are more into this shock effect than. The national news media, to me, is more into the shock effect than the actual shock jockeys on the radio. So, uh, another small piece of information, and, and this is this is agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 news exposure. I looked at uh, graphics for that. Um, some of the studies that have been done as far as what diseases and viruses have been talked about on the news versus the coronavirus. Uh, one of them is HIV. One of the ones that's almost, the, it's it's damn near, it's going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like we've got, what was it, th- a total of three survivors that have had full-blown AIDS and have made it through it over the course of the last like 40 fucking years. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <You know. laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a hellacious mortality you know, growing rate, Growing right? up, I, all I heard was AIDS. AIDS. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. But. And yet, some bitch is still alive. Same with meth. But. Meth kills you. Let's, but yet. 50 years later, the same individuals are using meth and they're still alive. Well, let's look at it like this. With HIV, okay. you were looking at less than 16 million times it was mentioned in the news. 16 million. Yeah. And that is pretty much since it's been known. Okay. 16 million. The coronavirus was discovered. Officially called the coronavirus December 30th of 2019. Here we are, March, what, 12th? Yeah. Of 2020. 1.1 billion times mentioned in the news. I think what scares people is the vaccine part. We don't have a vaccine. Of course. That's that's, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. But this is as also as another reminder, the HIV, there is no vaccine for that. Quote, unquote. You look at the mortality rate, per day, over 2,000 die from the HIV, from HIV or AIDS per day, whereas right now, coronavirus is sitting at 56 per day. Which is still crappy. I don't like the idea well, that I, it I kills agree, anybody. But it's just wow. That's what I'm seeing as a media thing. It's it, it it doesn't seem like it's something as serious as it is a tool. It doesn't seem like a virus as much as it seems like some sort of tool okay, to be used. This, let's take this toilet paper thing. Mm-hmm. Media says everyone's buying toilet paper. Everyone goes out and starts buying toilet paper because it's a shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had some stock or something. Toilet paper. <laughs> Because I get the news to say, hey, buy this, and I wish I had it. Because, <laughs> holy cow, I'd be a rich man. We should have bought some like, Charmin shares, man. <laughs> Charmin. God, all those years. Charmin or Bounty? One of the two. We need to pick them up. I Charmin don't know. softer because you... It, doesn't Charmin have the bears? You know, those little cuddly bears? bears? Yeah, you used to have the guy squeezing it. 
Don't squeeze. Yeah, I think so. Don't I think, squeeze the Charmin. Are you sure? Was it that? Yeah. It was. Don't squeeze the Charmin. <laughs> See, and there it is. It, 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 I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. Because, to be honest, I don't have a specific opinion. Why toilet paper? Why? What, what's the, what is the reason behind why everybody wants to buy toilet paper for a disease that has pneumonia-like sy- symptoms? Well, tissues don't work. And paper towels are too rough. I guess. Are we talking about the nose? No, we're not talking about the nose. Boy, okay, so, but here's the thing, is diarrhea isn't on one of the lists of, like, serious symptoms for this. You know, I don't know why the toilet paper. Me, I don't either. Be, uh, I don't. Bottled water or... Bottled water else. makes sense. It does. Right. Toilet paper really doesn't make sense, mm, but no. the news media said it. mentioned it. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. So, I think me and you might agree on at least that. So, we're sure. going to make some shit up. We're going to make some stuff my shop here <laughs> and leak it out to the media you gotta have it and you the rest of you go and buy it and we're just and we're gonna be the only ones that can supply it yeah that way we can make some <laughs> that's exactly right well that's and that's what it looks like to me is that the coronavirus but when you looked at it with uh, even face masks they showed nothing but people with face masks oh that's all they and show. all of a sudden it was sold out uh, well, and then a study came out and said it doesn't protect you no, especially if you don't use it right. And a lot of people don't know how to use it. They think that it's well, okay yeah, to use more than one. Oh, and, I'm safe. Yeah, they, uh, more than one. It was a hype. Using it backwards, all this stupid shit. Like, come on. No. Is that like underwear? You wear one for four or five days and you turn around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, like, oh, for seven days or wear it inside out. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've heard that before. But like, no, no, for real. Like, uh, the other day I was I was talking to a friend and he had posted about um, face masks. You have to wear them with the blue face this way and people wear it backwards. So then I showed him that's wrong and it's false. And I showed it and he deleted my comment and stopped talking to me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why? Because you were proven wrong? But that's the biggest thing right now. Nobody wants to see the actual facts. The minute they saw it on news, they're just taking it at face value and freaking out. The only thing I want people to take away from this is be considerate. You've got people with just newborn babies. Yeah. you got one people with elderly, and you got people with immune systems who are compromised like I, my wife is. Just be considerate on your comments and how you approach it. We don't have all the facts about all this. No. And it'll take a little while before we actually get them. And this There's is- no vaccine, so we're in... Still dangerous waters, in my opinion. We can be. I just don't, and I have to say it, I don't see the coronavirus as, as a serious problem like most think it is. I just don't know yet. And uh, no, That's my I opinion. And you're right. I can't actually say for sure it's not a problem. But what I can say is it is nowhere near a problem that it's made out to be. I'm, I'm still, no, I'm, I'm still search, searching through the hype too from the news media and whatnot. Um... The numbers, the numbers is what I look at. You know me. And I'm not saying that that's, that is going to be exactly the answer. And Here's you and a, I had right. argument about that, about China. <coughs> Whether the numbers are coming out of China, true or not, and with American <coughs> researchers there. Yeah. And I, I, I have my opinion that mm, we're not. Yeah. And it, and that's the thing is, is there is going to be a lot of information that's put out from all of this there's a lot of information and what i've noticed is it doesn't ever ever seem to match up doesn't matter 
what news outlet it is. It could be Fox, it could be CNN, MSNBC, ABC. Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't it's matter all different. Media is media. Uh, my suggestion, when I ever suggest anything as far as you know what to look for when it comes to the information on this virus, is look independent. Look at independent, something that doesn't have a bias, something that doesn't have a funding from something that might have an agenda. Right. You can find that. You might actually get a decent answer, which what we were talking about before between John Hopkins and some of the independent uh, research Yeah, I was program. trying to look up John Hopkins between this and the yeah, time yeah, yeah. he mentioned it to make sure that John Hopkins' report was actually... Does not have a heavy bias. <laughs> but it, I don't they... know. I can't confirm it yet. But 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 that's the thing is... is, is look, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's look for like, your independent stuff. Look yeah. for the independent shit. And that's going to be your best bet. You made your point when we talked earlier. He had, he had mentioned that some of the research program or research uh, 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 studies that I found, even though they were American, we're talking about CDC in China from America and some of the, the American research studies done to uh, from America to the main mainland China. He had brought up that China may not report correctly because it's, it's freaking China. Uh, Terrence, I can agree to an extent. Because they are independent, they're not reporting to the media. They're reporting to their superiors and or uh, 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 political affiliations like right. Trump's administration and, pushing. And uh, I don't agree with you because if they're in that country under duress, they'll report whatever that official wants you to report. What if they didn't know? What if they... Now, that's something I'm going to look up. Did they report it once they came home from China? Do you think? That I don't know. If that is the case, then I could believe it. Right. If they're reporting from that country... I'm not gonna believe a word. But so you think, you think that China might be trying to censor what American studies are How being do you, done? Okay. Not. China's already trying to slam United States for this coronavirus. Christ, they called us racist because he put a travel ban up. I know. Okay. It's stupid. But it started in that freaking country. It did. So how do you slam a country slamming your country? Now, now remember, I did talk. I talked about this last podcast, and I think we talked a little bit. Yeah. When I said I said that you did the that 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 <laughs> Trump sent doctors and scientists to the Wuhan province somewhere in late December to respond to the American Journal of Pathology's report on a pneumonia-like virus yeah yeah so you did we know we me and you factually know that america had nothing to do with in fact we tried to help stop it you're right but it still did what it did december 30th is when they first detected that it isolated itself from the the initial patients that 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 having the issues and they were able to identify it as a coronavirus human coronavirus strand right so and and this uh, to me to me, even under all this duress, okay, and we talked about this, China has too much control over a lot of our products. It's communist, and and, and, and that kind of makes sense. But it's another country. It is. And Ma- it's, a, it's a, basically an enemy country. Uh, if you want to look at it, black and white, we, we can go that route, sure. Friendly country <coughs> like no, England. No. We, have, we have our... Um, we rely a lot of our medical, a lot of our supplies through China. Right. So now... And you can confirm this. Our U.S. military gets a lot of their uniforms and stuff through China. Well, some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you on that point. I will Why? disagree with how much. But I will say that we do get quite a bit from them. Yeah. Um, I know here in America, a lot of the stuff is made for American soldiers. 
And I know that because I've seen the facilities that make these things. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of <clears throat> uniforms saying made in China. No, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm agreeing with your uniforms, but there's so. a lot more to it than just uniforms. You know that. You go, to, you go get your I TA-50, do. none of that shit was made in China. I hope not, but I'm not doubting it a bit. I, I You know, in reality, I wouldn't either. But let's look at it. I'm hoping it's not, okay? I'm <laughs> 100%. Right, right, right. So, so then let's look at it like this. With China pr- producing so much medical gear for us here in America, you think that? Do you think that that is somehow going to affect how this virus is spread? Maybe or no. Or? What I'm hoping it just opens the eyes of, of people at this point. Mm-hmm. How much is made in China and not here in the U.S.? Why aren't we self-reliant? Why are we getting uniforms from China? Mm-hmm. Well, now, Why are we getting the medical supplies when you said just down the road in a little town called Holdridge with another facility, they make the same some of the, some, sound not all, but of some. the medical supplies? <coughs> Why are we buying it from China? At, yeah, you're right. So now here's, here's now this is just a pushback on, on, on your point. Okay. Couple of, <laughs> you know, we love this pushback stuff. So, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the China trade deal, and that, according to both of us, I'll say both, just mm-hmm. to be included in what you're saying. I did. We both we both agreed it was a good thing, which is exactly what this is going to affect. <clears throat> so, when I say that, what I'm suggesting is, do you think it may have been a bad idea? Now, no. Okay. No. no. Okay. I'm all for selling China or agricultural stuff but they're selling stuff to us too and we're buying and that's fine okay. but we should not be totally reliant on another country right so now we also talked about that a little bit i suggested that if we go independent from them as far as medical supplies we would see that the medical supplies in america would stay the same it would take a minute for the economy to catch back up to those supplies but we would see an increase in pricing um it's it, okay let's take oil okay we really don't need Saudi Arabia. We've got enough oil in this country to supply. We, we produce as much as they do. We know. can, you bet. We have. Now, I understand the mentality. Why use yours when you can use theirs? We have a, we have a surplus we're buying up, which is why you see gas prices dropping the way they are. So it's not like I don't, don't agree. I absolutely agree. What I don't agree with, I think, is... But we got oil wells in place. Do we have the infrastructure for medical supplies, uniforms, weapons, everything else? I think we do. And still be, un- well, we, we, this we, is a good test because right now we're under par for medical supplies that we get from China. Well, of course. But you have to look at it. Look at the, look at another statistic just to toss it out there. Okay. They do a research program every couple of years. I don't remember the timeline. But it's every couple of years they look at the pandemic preparedness of each country and they rank it from 100 out of 100 to 0 out of 100. So okay. it's ranked. If you got 100 out of 100, perfect. 0 out of 100, the worst. And that's pandemic preparedness. Okay. America leads the entire world at 100 out of 100. Leads the world and has done it for two years. Okay. <coughs> now, <coughs> here I am coughing up, you know, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> But, Let me get you a little lime. All right, right. I need a little lime. Um, countries like Iran, Iran, I believe it was 48th, 48th 
Got a, Which is a like percent chance. Fifty something. No, it was like four, it was I'm low forties out of hundred. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because it's well, the reason though, and we've talked about this, third world country. It's a third world country with not the the the, the capabilities of just going to a Rite Aid and getting some over the counter medication that'll help just ease the symptoms and therefore also help you kick the virus. Mm-hmm. We have that, which is why we aren't seeing this massive problem here in America, but you're seeing it in Italy, which that's a, a slightly dirtier country. You're seeing it in Iran, which is a terribly dirtier country. Oh, yeah. They do not have the capabilities. China, where it all started, com- communist. They don't have the infrastructure that we have. Hell no, they don't. And they are getting hurt. Nope. We have figured it out. We have, we, we, we haven't well, we, solved it. We've had it. it figured out. The problem is we haven't instilled it because... Your immunizations aren't required in a lot of cases. Yeah, they're not. We allowed them in here. And I'm not talking, you know. Yeah, I guess you talk uh, illegal immigration. Well, that's going to be a big one. But they are, should be required to get the same immunizations as every other citizen. Absolutely. But yet in this country we have non... Uh, Anti-vaxxers. Yeah. They don't have to. Don't have to. So, and else they want to continue on with our public education. So let me ask you then, what do you think as far as these anti-vaxxers? Do you think that they should be forced to get a vaccination if we discover one for the coronavirus? And the only reason I ask no, is no. because that is going to perpetuate what, what the problem. What you're going to have is, you're, you're going to have people volunteer for it. And you're going to have, with any vaccination, you're going to have side effects. Someone's going to cry about it, right, right. You're going to have side effects. I say that. I'll explain in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to take some time finding the right vaccine for this that doesn't have adverse side effects. Right. But the problem is, do the side effects really matter? Honestly. I'm just asking. And I, I, there's time, a reason. You got your choice. At, I mean, it's just like any other side effect, any other vaccine. Are you willing to take the chance, or are you not? Right. And now here, okay, so, <clears throat> story time, kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was, uh, what the hell was I? I was, a, I was a private second class. I had just come back from that ramped up horse shit that I dealt with in OIF1, and I was back in Germany, back when uh, 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 anthrax was a problem. Yeah, remember, I remember, you remember anthrax? Yeah, I remember? I remember anthrax. Yeah. yeah. Well, such a problem, we had to get shots. Oh, we got pills. Lucky you. Yeah. So we got shots. Initially, when when they first started trying to find ways to help soldiers deal with the idea of anthrax being like just so deadly and scary, they gave us this shot, which was a actual dead version of anthrax. And it and no. Well, listen up, kids. He got. I got issued pills. Prior to that vaccine, so we was more guinea pigs than he was. You say that now, motherfucker. But let me let me explain. Let me finish. Saying, oh, oh, oh. I'm just saying. So they tell us. They tell us. These the, kids got easy with these little shots. Oh, we'll we, we find out. <laughs> so so we went we went we went to we went to to get these vaccinations, and we had to get briefed. They said you need to stay in the barracks for the next four days. So they gave us a shot on a Thursday. I got a, note, a disclosure form I had to sign. Yeah, well, yeah, we all did. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it stated that you needed to be in the barracks for a certain amount of time, you know, whatever. And, and, and they gave it to us on a Thursday because we had a four-day weekend coming up. 
So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we need to just stay in the barracks. And I'm like, man, this is going to suck. I really hope we have something to do because it's Germany and it's 2003 and I want to I go out and get stupid and silly. Well, they gave us a shot. Perfectly. Going out on the town. I think most of us were perfectly fine at first. No, a lot of us didn't. We really didn't. I oh, think there were some that went. Absolutely. I stayed. I was like, fuck it. I'll just have some beer. Stay in the barracks. The next day, and I'm not even kidding, all the way until like Monday or Tuesday, oh, I was never more sick in my life. I was broken. And I went around in the barracks whenever I could actually get out of my bed and found out that every one of us in the barracks was doing the same thing. We're holding on to, we're holding on to trash cans and toilets and it was terrible. Every one of us was screwed up. But none of us got screwed up bad enough to where it, it hurt us physically, you know, permanently. But we don't know whether you're immune to anthrax or not. <laughs> well, I'll tell you but this much. I'll tell you this much. Good. I'm pretty sure I came into contact with it about six months later in Iraq. I have no idea. I don't know what that stuff was. I just know that it looked a lot like what I saw anthrax looking like. And I didn't have a problem. Now, I'm not saying it was anthrax. I'm not saying I even caught it, let alone kicked it. No idea. But I can tell you this, I never had an anthrax problem. And we had, <laughs> and there were seven shots that followed that. I have a hell of a tick, but no anthrax there, problem. <laughs> there's, there is, uh, no, I don't have any problem. That's the thing is nothing changed for me. And 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 I think that's the biggest thing that most people have to remember. You know, these, these vaccinations that, that, that we have for anything, for, for MMR, for, for uh, 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 the flu, for anything we've got. Yeah, there's dangers to any any one of them. Oh, there is. But those dangers are so minute. I don't understand why there's so much hype with with MMR. I think I, MMR was the one that they, they said has issues with autism. It causes autism, right? MMR? Yeah. Yeah. My problem with that, look at the percentage of how many people or how many children. I okay. I don't like the, the fact that our autism is going up in this nature. Well, okay. So... Two points. So is it with the vaccine two, or is it with the timing of it or what? Two points. Two points I got to make on that one. First, like I was saying, the the, 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 the rate, the, the percentage of people, I'm going to say people because it can't, it's not just kids, some adults, but people who got the MMR shot and, and, and became autistic or autism was an issue later is so low that it's damn near, it, 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 it's like one, one, it's like under a thousandth of a percent, right. under a hundredth of a percent, which tells me that it's literally the exact same thing as me and you driving, driving, let's say we're driving somewhere and there's a bridge going over a river and we stop and we go, that bridge is only 99.99% safe. So we're going to swim. That's exactly what that is. But why is it going up? That's the question. And I know you don't have the it's, answer and I'm not asking for well, it. Well, where did you see, where did you see it going up? It's been continuously going up in this country. Well, it's been continu- now. Now, here's something I'll throw out there. It's been but continuously why? going up. Maybe, just an idea, because our ability to identify autism is now greater than it was years ago. And that could be. So there may be many people that have autism that never knew it. Years of their life, their entire life, in fact. You know that would explain why Tony is the way he is. Never mind. <laughs> hey, you know, I could be. I could be very <laughs> factual-based autistic. I don't know. Holy cow. But the other thing I got to say is a lot of people say the same thing, that autism is 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 the half step towards the next part of our evolution, where it's opening up parts of the brain. Because if you ever pay attention to what autism oh, yeah, is, what autistic kids can do. Oh, it's fascinating. So now, what I, what I, now my question is, are we sure that autism is necessarily a bad thing? It can be as far as the learning curve. So now what we're looking for is what, what in autism is so bad that we don't want it. 
And any other thing I have to ask is why is it that autism is so bad that people are willing to die than get it? Let me get a virus that they'll kill me instead of just vaccinating myself. Oh shit, I've got autism. What? That's my biggest thing with anti-vaxxers. Their preferred method of dealing with a virus is death rather than autism, which autism has not been shown to be detrimental as far as how you live. In some cases, sure, I can I can absolutely see it if it's a heavy enough case, but there's also other issues, underlying issues other than autism. So with, with an autistic person just being autistic, having a brain issue, you still see them very successful in society. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That, that You can't get around that. Can't. So then my problem is with autism, why is there such a hype over vaccinations that we would rather die than get autism? And I'm not even saying we will get autism. The percentage of a chance of getting autism is so freaking low. It's stupid. I've got eight shots a year well, when I was in the military and I didn't get autism at all. Our uh, society is arranged one way. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. One way street, and that requires a two way street, and or two lanes down that one lane. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're ready to accommodate it. No, I don't. There's 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 too many advances in one ways and not enough in others. That's true. And that's why we're looking at. So again, in a way, I agree. As far as let's go all the way back, I agree with the hype idea that people should be more considerate. They should not freak out as much. They should just deal with this accordingly as far as a common type virus that's just a little harder to kick because we don't have a vaccine. But I, but I think uh, when you get in the flu and cold season, yeah. what happened to the old days, 72 hour flu, you just peep guts up, everything well, tastes technically, like Technically, that's still shit, sort of the and thing. You're, you're done. That's sort of the thing still. Like most flus no, it's, don't. No, it's a deadly freaking virus now, it's, according to everyone. Well, you it's know? been deadly for years though. It's been killing people since it showed up. Three days sickness and you're dead, huh? Not everybody. I mean, all of a sudden. The mortality, the morta no, but the mortality rate hasn't really changed much for flu in the last. I love like, the flu season. Eighty years. I mean, it's either type A or type B, and you get a type B shot, and it's oh shit, it's a type A season. Well, okay, so what it is? What a waste of my time. Because <clears throat> I, I did a little bit of reading about that. I was curious about the same thing oh, you're, good. you're talking about, and I, I had noticed <laughs> that there are there are years where they suggest it's going to be this, and they give you the shots for this. What it is is they can't tell you. CDC, uh, uh, DHHS, none of those can actually tell you, yeah, this is exactly the flu strand that's going to hit, that's going to be the problem, and we're going to give you the vaccines. No, but they can look at how things are mutating. How, they can't how, give you both. I think it hurts you in a way. Oh, it gives you the flu? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in reality, I guess it, there's some that do that, but I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe, who knows. But they, they, they can only specifically work on the one strand I think is going to be the problem. The problem is, is there's always mutating going on with the flu virus. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is. there's levels to that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out. Again, with the mutating, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, with the flu shot, they can give you the normal level, I think, is like level two. I don't know and the And you can get a level yeah. four if you have immune... Issues? Issues. Okay. But is that for just... Which one? Which which strand? Whatever strand they're going for at that, that, that time. See, there you go. Perfect. So why the hell is not everyone getting level four? Because some of us don't need it. Because if you think about it this way, what if somebody gets a level four? Like, let's say, suggestively, your wife gets a level yes. four. She's she, got, get, she gets the, the level four. Yeah, she might need Did it. Did you know there's a, that, 
level four. Uh, I know that there's strong. I didn't know there's number. There's oh, yeah, a number there's system you know, attached levels. to it, but yeah, it may. I, I'm going with it absolutely. Okay, so I knew that there's different levels. But the idea would be that hers is I don't think more as as severe. If that makes sense, she's getting it because her immune system's compromised. compromised. So therefore, they're giving something, yeah. giving her something that's well, not that as strong. Extra. They're not giving her one as strong. If they did, they'd probably hurt her. But I'm paying for a flu shot. Right. Theoretically, so are you. You know, whenever you... But my, someone, com- my immune someone, system... But shouldn't you get the same level as everyone else? But if, the, if, if she, with her compromised immune system, gets the same as what I would get without a compromised immune system... Same price. I would be fine. Well, no, hers still needs this specific work to make sure that it's not. The whole idea of the pricing behind it is someone's got to create this vaccine. Okay. Well, so we're paying the person to create it. But I'm paying the same price for my level two as she's getting for her level four. Somebody's got to create the two. Okay. So that's sort of the same thing. You're I not want, paying I for want this. my money's worth two. But I you're want my level it. four. You, well, if your level four is maybe weaker than that. I'm not saying that it is, but what if it is? What if it is? What if it's be. not as strong? It should be for her. If she needs a level four, then it should be not as strong as the one you get because you can handle it. She cannot. So maybe but, that's okay. why they do it. But we live in the same household. Okay. So, once you want the same level of protection... I'm not saying that you you, you do want the same level. But it comes back to, can they guarantee it? No, they cannot. Exactly. She's getting her level of protection that she by getting a slight amount. And, and her immune system slowly building. You're getting a larger amount because your immune system can build quicker. So, therefore, and, and the way I see it, the way I'm seeing it, I'm not saying this is fact, no, but the I way I'm seeing it, it is that it looks like you both are getting equal. It just doesn't look equal because... Two very different immune systems. True. Then that's just that's all I see. I'm not saying that. Okay. And you could be right. You could be you 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 could be correct when you say that there is a there's a monetary difference. The problem I see with the monetary difference is, like I said, it's not about payment. Thank you. It's not about payment because you're paying someone to create the the, the vaccine. Right. I think that makes sense. It's like when chemo they they they, they talk about well chemo costs this much, but Narcan doesn't cost shit. Well, first of all, Narcan be, can be produced in mass quantities easily. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's no uh, uh, case-specific anything. You just give them the shit. With chemo, that has to be tailored to you. So you have to have someone that understands your chemical makeup and can can tailor the chemotherapy to your body type, your your, your issue, yeah, all that stuff. I think that's come a long way. Trial and error. Well, of course. Chemo. And I think... A big part of a lot of this is that issue. Yeah. They don't know how... They can't mass produce this yet because we don't actually have a, vir- a, 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 a vaccination to the virus. But they and can't... And that's what's creating the hype. Exactly. That's or, the or problem. Creating the opening for the hype and this media is just doing the shock effect. They're doing exactly what they've been known to do. Yep. Which is just pump this out as, oh God, it's so much worse than it really is. Now, it is bad. In reality, in my opinion... Democrats and Republicans should come together on this issue and make it better and find a new battleground to fight later. Right. But right now, they need to come together and say, yes, it's just a bunch of hype. <clears throat> so would you like to hear what the politicians are doing about this? Oh, they're fighting like cats and dogs. Now, One's you wanna, blaming the other, last I heard. You want to know how this has been going? Because I've been watching. Okay. Of course, I've been watching. Yeah, please So do. a little bit of information. The the Democrats were the ones that initially called Trump racist and xenophobic for uh, implementing a travel ban January 30th, 
30, yeah, 30th. No, 31st. I'm sorry. He implemented it. Non-essential personnel, non-essential, non-citizens from entering from China. And he was called xenophobic and racist. Right. Now, that made sense to me because we don't want people who live in the country where it is currently incoming into our country and giving it to us. So he implemented a ban. They called him xenophobic. Then he gave $2.5 billion for the research. He, uh, he, he established Mike Pence as uh, uh, in charge of the response and then later also messaging between the private companies that have been put in charge and put in place. He sent doctors and scientists in late December to the Wuhan province to assist he declared public health emergency on January 31st, the same day he did the travel ban. All of this happened within a month or so. And yet, for some reason right now, the left is still trying to say that Trump had nothing. Well, it just came out yesterday or the day before. Oh, when was it? Yesterday. Because uh, Trump came out and did a address the nation. Mm-hmm. Too many days, too many weeks without hearing from him. Oh, so now it's even though we hear from him daily that that, that he didn't specifically he didn't address. address it. He he probably addressed it week days or weeks way too late. Oh, okay. For the stock market basically because it's falling. So the left believes that he is wrong because he didn't address this fast enough. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So where were they in April of two thousand nine? When the first case of swine flu hit America. But it comes out again. I mean, like you said. Well, with, no, 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 no. You know, with, with, with Democrats, it's like with the stock market. I mean, oh, the stocks were falling. The economy's going to shit. Conservatives like I are said, going, that sounds like a tool. are cheap. That sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a tool to me. It sounds like some sort of tool that's being used during an election year. But, but again, this is not time to do these politics. No, it's not. And especially with how they're acting, considering, like I was about to say, I don't, let me, let, let, I, I think we said this earlier, but I want to say it on <laughs> recording, <laughs> that in 2009, April 2009, the first case of swine flu hit America, okay? Now, in 2009, who was president? Obama. Who was vice president? Biden. Hmm. The two people who are talking a lot of shit about Trump for not reacting. October of 2009, fast forward six months and about 3,000 deaths. Obama finally declared a public health emergency. Six months, thousands of deaths. He declares it media silence. One month, maybe what, 15 deaths total? No, 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 no. I don't even think there were that many. There was like zero in the States. There may have been one. There was one non-citizen and then maybe I think two in Washington before he did it. So technically two United States citizen deaths. And Trump declared a fucking emergency. And you're telling me that he wasn't acting fast enough? Wasn't acting fast enough. What? He sent $2.5 billion in mid-January before this was even out of China. I don't want... But not soon enough. Not guess, soon enough. Should, he should have predicted it. And it's not about happiness. I really don't think that the left is like, well, just, you just can't make them happy. It's not that. It's all they want is Trump gone. Which brings us, if I may, go ahead to our other, other argument. Who's going to be Biden's vice president? If he makes it, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and in reality, that's what fucking terrifies me. If Biden makes it, which I don't think he will. Well, no, no. I mean, who's he going to pick for vice president? Now, you suggested who you, you said. I said Sanders. And I'm Because thinking, that's their best uh, bet combined the numbers. And I'm considering Obama because of how <laughs> lovey-dovey those two are. But oh, so he won't do it. I don't think Biden would pick either one of those. Mm. 
I think he's going to go uh, It ain't up to Biden. It's not like a personal choice. It's who they pick you for. Actually, yes. No. Uh, he he no. has every... He, he can appoint whoever he wants to appoint. He could, but he doesn't have the balls to do it. No. He'll do whatever. In Congress, Congress, Congress can completely flip that over on him anyway. If they don't like the I'm pick. I'm telling you, like it's going to be Sanders. So, now, why? Why do you think it'll be Sanders? Because with the combination of Biden and Sanders together, they've got the DNC. they got the populace. Possibly. You sure? You sure Clinton wouldn't be? Clinton's used? out of it. She's under investigation. She's got enough on her hands. She ain't even popular anymore. No Bernie's under investigation. He's still running. It'll be Biden Sanders. So Biden and Sanders, everyone. So we all know. <laughs> well, all right. That that I think is gonna do it for the uh, for the for the for the special guest segment. Which I'm not even sure if I can call. What's your call, though? What do you mean? What mine? I suggested maybe Obama, but I'm also thinking Hillary. Honestly, if Biden gets it, I think he'd pick Hillary. Why wouldn't he? She's the only, he's the only one she hasn't drugged through the mud as far as her name. Like I, I'm, he, she 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 had gone after Bernie at one point. She went after oh she went after Tulsi Gabbard at one point. Uh, 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 Klobuchar she went after her. Buddha Judge. She had said something pretty negative about all of them, but Biden. As you know, there's no honor amongst thieves. Yeah, this is good. I like it. He's using some fucking Aladdin shit for us here. <laughs> no, there's no honor amongst them. I mean, they dog each other and go, oh, yeah, they're the they're the best for this or best for oh, that. Oh, the left's killing each other. It's so great. Which The right's no better. The Tony Talks coming up, by the way, will also include, because we're talking about the First Amendment, I'm going to talk about how the right has been acting, how Republicans, how conservatives react when a Republican or a conservative, i.e. me, pushes against what they're saying on Facebook, t- Twitter, Instagram, I have been getting, dude, I'm telling you, I've been getting my name drugged through the may, mud. May, may I ask your your listeners, please, please tell Tony what you think will be the next vice president. Well, I mean, Biden, I'm not saying he's going to get voted in. If, if Biden makes president. But if he makes just the next go around and yeah. he's going to be the the candidate who he picks as vice president that's well, there that's is no the deal. you do know that there is no candidate both sanders and tulsi had said they're going to run no matter what they'll back out within the next election i think I tulsi i think tulsi's going to back out they're going to back out like no other because biden is the pick and all they got to do is realize realize it well, they, they're going to. I, I think that's a stupid choice considering every single state that both of those went after each other. Trump won anyway. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying Sanders will back down because Biden will pick him as vice president and that'll be the next new go around for the Democrats. Yep. But I want, I'm, I'm enticing your listeners to reply back to you with what their picks are. All right. Who do you think? So there it is uh, 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 for the next segment and uh, or for the next for the next podcast. For anyone that listens, shoot me a shoot me a message on Facebook or if you got my number, text me. Screw it. Or um, uh, on on Anchor.fm, you can actually voice message things. Let me know if Biden, if Joe Biden wins, he's a Democrat. If Joe Biden wins the presidency in November. Who would he appoint as vice president of the United States? Just out of curiosity to see what people think. And also, when you say it, give me a reason as to why. Um, 
Ahead so of time. Ahead of time. Yes, please. Now this after the fact. Yeah, don't do that. I like facts and we're going to stick with them. So let's do it. But anyway. I like imagination. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> <laughs> this coronavirus is terrible. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, 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 it was good. Good talk. Uh, really good. And this is one of the first times on podcasts that you and I didn't really agree on everything that we talked about. <laughs> no, uh, no I think it's, I think it's great. We we come that that's the point. We come to some sort of middle ground. God, middle ground understanding. I, I think on this one we had more feelings than facts. On my part, anyway. And that's I had a, more feelings on it. You have more feelings because it's personal to you. You you have a wife that may be more compromised with this coronavirus. I do. I don't. I have a family of young people that are very healthy, so I don't have a problem. But you, with your wife, that could that would be understandable. Right. If you want me to be emotional and uncaring, I can be that way. I can be cold and callous and not care. But that's yeah. that's me. So <laughs> that's the way we're trained. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, like I said uh, on on the next segment, hmm. or my my opinion segment, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the conservative reaction to any sort of pushback. Uh, I, I've been talking to Terrence about it. There's some webs, there's some Facebook posts and stuff like that that I've pushed on just because I didn't like the message that was being sent. They were conservative websites. And the, the, the conservative Republicans that were on there, they would jump onto my comment and got real nasty. So we'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. Uh, this is sort of a First Amendment segment, but I wanted to cover coronavirus uh, for those that have their concerns. But Terrence, again, great segment. Hey, thank you, and no. I, I appreciate being here. And uh, again, thanks for the your listeners for picking me over Devin. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, Devin, I'm gonna make sure you're you're tagging this so you can hear all the crap he's talking. <laughs> um, I'm just going on the facts, there, folks. There it <laughs> I'll is. See you later. He went fact based. All right, you guys rock. Thank you very much, Terrence. Uh, and uh, we will be right back with the opinion segment. This is politics with Tony. All right, welcome back. This is Politics with Tony. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty fun little skit that I had, I guess, with Terrence. <laughs> he, uh, again, like like he kind of outlined a few times, he takes this a little bit more personally because of Danielle, his wife, who has some decent pre-existing conditions that could cause more complications for her than it would maybe him at the same age. He doesn't have any issues, you know. So he has his con- he has his concerns. He wanted to voice them, and by God, did he ever! Uh, so anyway, this is the sort of the Tony Talk section uh, where it's a little bit more opinion based. Now I decided this time I'd like to uh, introduce my better half to see if maybe opinions uh, would, would be shared across the board here. So everybody, this is Jade. Jade is back. Hi, Jade. Hello. <laughs> we uh, we're sitting here now again. We've talked about this before. Some of these segments I record out of order and just kind of put them in order. Uh, today. Uh, is uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Now, the ironic part of that is most bars and stuff like that are closed around here. You were just telling me about, what about Omaha? Um, In Omaha, they had police going into bars and doing capacity count and giving bar owners the option to basically kick people out or shut down the bars as well. I've just seen posts, a few people, friends of mine who work in bars. Yeah. And, um, but they're saying by the end of the week, they might be like Michigan where they have all bars and restaurants across the board closed. Okay. And, and now here's the thing is this, this is, this is part of that reaction to this pandemic, you know, and, pandemic. 
<laughs> the air quotes and everything. So now, I, I, this part of it is more of just the, uh, we want to talk about some of the reactions of the citizens. And it doesn't have to be of just the U.S., although this is more of a U.S. politics type podcast. But it, worldwide, you're seeing some crazy reactions to this. I mean, your, your Facebook is blown up, you know, with that shit just as much as mine. Uh, I don't think I can scroll without seeing something about the virus. Well, like I was telling you earlier today, you know, it was funny because here I was in Texas in February for my dad in the hospital, and I was in the hospital, and I'm just fishing around on Facebook, and I see this article about some coronavirus, something about Wuhan, China, and so I looked at it, and I was saying to the people around me, I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. They're shutting down an entire city there and millions of people are quarantined and they're like ah whatever and throughout the week I kept mentioning it and they thought I was crazy and now and my here, sister's here been laid off of her job <laughs> and she can't I mean it's affected everybody that I spoke to right right about it um but I I still don't take it as seriously as no I did either. right okay so we're gonna start this with just some information just more of the recent stuff because like I said with Terrence we, we recorded that a little bit ago uh, but don't, it wasn't today uh, so today of course there's new numbers and more information now I could have also shared during the Terrence uh, portion of this that President Trump did put out a state of emergency on the 13th of March uh, for the country now uh, we're going to go through it here shortly but before we do first how what, what let's actually let's start with this you and I are affected by this right now. Mm-hmm. How are we affected by this? I mean, we would be more, I mean, job-wise, well, job I was affected right, yeah. last night. Yep. Um, um, we, our schools recently got shut down for the week, and they're going to reevaluate at the end of the week. And due to that, everybody, obviously, in our small rural, rural areas are pretty scared. And so, I mean, I work at a bar, and we... I probably serve up to 25 tables on a, a normal Monday night, and I served four. Yeah, you were. Yeah, and so so financially, it's going to hit everybody, even if you know you're 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 still working. Um, if you know, for us, we have just a normal supply of toilet paper. I'm not scared to have to go stock up <laughs> toilet paper, but my only fear would be to just naturally run out of toilet paper and have to go get it. And, yeah. and to be fair, I mean we're. We're smart people. We can well, you figure it out, do right? something else. We're not going to die without our toilet Exactly. But not just little things. Anything. Meat. You know. I could use meat? You're telling me I can use meat for toilet <laughs> okay, sorry, no, 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 no. I'm saying meat. Like, there are people going in and there's meat missing on the shelves. There's, there's pizza You're right. missing. You're there's, right. You know, college kids are trying to go and stock up and there's no foods on the shelves for them. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, just for you all know, I, I'm going to push on Jade as much as I push on anyone else I bring on here. And it's more fun because we like to giggle about it afterwards anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she's right. Uh, there is smart ways to do this. Um, what I didn't understand. Okay, now here's, here's the explanation for why the toilet paper thing became such a big thing. Uh, left-leaning news media outlets. I have to use that because I'm sorry, that is the ones that did it. You're talking about ABC, MSNBC, CBS, those ones. They were the ones putting out that, you know, if you're going to, if, if this is a concern for you, quarantine might be your best bet. Social distancing. Even what, that's even what Trump's calling it, for Christ's sake. That is leading us to, well, that's leading them to think that, oh, yeah, you got to have a good supply of toilet paper. So the one thing that they were talking about was have a good supply of toilet paper and Lysol and wipes and whatever. 
So of course that's what happened. So now mathematically it doesn't make much sense because some of these people were buying, you know, five, six, seven hundred rolls at a time. Mm -hmm. But but I think what the big thing is, and those are some people, I think some of the, the few people that are buying the big bulk of them are, aren't actually educated on the situation. They're just seeing other people do this and so they're kind of freaked out. Outraged or yeah, they're they're out overdoing Everybody it. Yeah, but yeah. I think like I said like you and I I've spoke to this to other people before. Um, on this it, uh, regarding the toilet paper as far as if it gets if somebody posts it say there there was a higher populated town in like Washington or California or you know on one of the coasts yeah yeah and one of their Walmarts got emptied out on toilet paper because people are quarantining and you know social distancing right right okay. so then you have seven people from that local area start posting on Facebook oh look at this so now you've got whoever saw that say, oh shoot, well maybe I should go stock up on it. Right. And then you have normal people like you and me that are saying, okay, well, the man's getting, you know, pretty high. We're not getting any shipments in on toilet paper. So while we go get one, you know, our normal shopping and we go get our normal thing of toilet paper, let's go ahead and grab one more package just, just so. Right. Well, now you've got us plus 20 other people now, plus 60 other people <laughs> yeah. now, plus 80 other people like us doing that same thing on top of the people hoarding and that has created that. And, and I think a lot of people aren't understanding too, it's not just the hoarding that's done that. It's the fact that China shut down, we'd have no shipment of these toilets, you know. It, a it's, lot it's less, a very, yes. You know, other than obviously like Chinese New Year, it's a very eye-opening experience for us because during New Year, businesses at least have time in months in advance coming, right, to, right. to pre-order things and have, have that stock. And now um, we're actually seeing what it's like to not have a country where we make our own stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is, is, and I've talked to a lot of people about this because i looked into this, you know, how, how uh, the supply you know that can dwindle that comes from china and that freaks people out like oh what are we gonna do the thing of it is, is we don't get everything from china we don't get our we get a big bulk of it from china sure but we get a lot of it from here too so the only thing that we're going to see and this is why i've tried to explain this to calm people down the only thing we're going to see as far as our economy yes you're going to see the, the the demand be high and the market trying to catch up but it's going to catch up and when it does the only thing that's going to happen because of china shutting down a lot of this stuff is a slight raise in prices in consideration of uh, the wages here versus the wages in China. That's the biggest difference. That's the big scare too. I, 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 they're not seeing it for that. I think the other thing though is a lot of people are really scared about what this is gonna do, the stock market and things like that. But I also think that this could give us a spot where we're gonna have a pretty big lull in the stock market and then after everything, you know, hopefully as long as everything plays out correctly, there could be a boom in the stock market this, right afterwards that actually This is a massive this what's funny is what what's happening right now is a massive uh recession. Uh, not excuse me, not massive is a bad word, but this is something that has happened numerous Different times. Time. Yes. To our economy where you you've watched the stock market Drop. damn near crash. Uh, and then do, all of a sudden it's booming and it explodes right back up. And a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, you now pay attention to election years. A lot of times you see the stock market sort of plateau, uh, yeah. you know, or drop uh, and then plateau until you know the election's over. Everybody's trying to be, you know, they're trying to measure as to what might be the economy coming up in the new administration, stuff like that. And yeah, the the, the economy's. It doesn't look wonderful, but a lot of not a lot of things have changed if you pay attention. I mean, really, uh, my fuel the fuel prices around here look great. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I haven't looked in a while, sweetheart, but do we have toilet paper? We do, we do. We've got like six rolls and the one that I just keeps trying to eat. So, you know, <laughs> I, and I saw, I saw a, a life hack, you know, those stupid life hacks where they took a paper towel roll, just cut it in half, boom, two rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> hey, you know, or take an old sheet, rip it into a bunch of squares. And I, they didn't say we're going to be out of water so I can still wash, literally wash my shit. <laughs> you, just, you know and if you're a woman drip dry and if you're a man I mean, same thing shake the hell out of it I don't know what to tell you <laughs> you're wiping your dick you got a problem anyway there you go so okay so here's okay let me let me let me go into the the, the state of emergency now this is it's comprehensive I could spit the whole thing out to you uh, to those of you that didn't actually catch this uh, I'll read these are the direct the directives within the, the the proclamation okay so I'm going to read what I printed it's uh, uh, basically Trump's words okay uh, I Donald J Trump president of the United States by authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America including sections 201 and 301 of the National Emergencies Act 50 USC 1601 and consistent with 1135 of the Social Security Act as amended, 40, 42 U.S.C. 1320b-5, do hereby find and proclaim that COVID-19 outbreak in the United States constitutes a national emergency beginning 1 March 2020. Pursuant to this declaration, I direct as follows. Here's the good news, okay, because a lot of people see a state of emergency as like, oh my god, martial law and curfews and all this shit. No. no. But there are some provisions within this that are good. So, so those of you that are freaking out that Trump hasn't really been doing anything, he dated this as March 1st, which means all the stuff that happened between March 1st and March 13th, as far as Medicare and Medicaid will be paid back. And let me explain. Here it comes. This is the first one. Section 1, Emergency Authority. The Secretary of the HHS, which is Department of Health and Human Services, may exercise the authority under Section 1135 of the SSA to temporarily waive or modify certain requirements of the Medicare, Medicaid, and state children's health insurance programs and of the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act privacy rule throughout the duration of the public health emergency declared in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. That is saying that there are certain requirements that you have to meet as far as how much you, 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 you make, uh, how much you can pay, uh, uh, some pre-existing things as far as like conditions for you or your, your kids or whoever, they're all waived. They're officially now waived because it needs to happen in order for people to get the right health care. This is an emergency style way of using a socialist plan. So for those of you, and we're going to cover this in a little bit, but for those of you that believe, oh, he's just going for socialism, no, no. In an emergency situation, this is the president using his power to help everyone. But anyway, so that that's that. Certif certification and notice at Section 2. In exercising his authority, the secretary of the HHS shall provide certification and advance written notice to the Congress as required by Section 1135D of the Social Security Act. So that's basically like they have to tell Congress what they're getting ready to do as far as what this is allowing them to do, which makes sense. That's normally what they got to do anyway, especially if it's a federal operation like a state of emergency. General provisions is nothing in, the pro in this proclamation shall be construed to impair or otherwise affect authorities and functions, uh, uh, numerous things in here. But nothing in here says that they're going to go after anyone. 
One of the things it does say, this is section C of section 3, or part C of section 3. This proclamation is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit, substantive or procedural, enforceable law or in equity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, entities, officers, employees, or agents, or any other person. It's not giving anybody some sort of benefit, extra benefit at all. It's not what it's intended to do, and it's stating it right here, which literally means, first, no one's getting some extra, fair, uh, like more, they're not getting better treatment. That's what I'm gonna go with. No specific person through this is going to profit more than anyone else. Uh, So basically, uh, it's sort of like the idea that if in fact this come that this continues uh, wages prices will probably end up uh, flatlining they won't let them they won't they won't allow them to, to move anymore um, they'll freeze them is what they'll call it uh, a lot of this what this says to me is if he does if something happens and that that provision is com- is, is broken within the United States the company will you know, be in a lot of trouble. Now, if Trump allows it, he'll be in trouble. And I'll even say that he should be if he screws that up. I don't think he will, but if he does. So there, right here, I mean, this is, now you can go on right now. It's whitehouse.gov and look at the proclamation uh, 2020. And that's all you got to do. And you'll find this. And this is good because this gives you a, a good information as to what's going on. Now, this is not saying that Trump sees this or even his administration sees this as like some seriously, oh my God, we're all going to die problem. It is, it's not, but he also understands that this is going to affect a lot of people. It already has, right? Like we've talked about. So basically, I guess the questions I want to ask you, one of the questions I want to ask you is how do you feel about how these people have been reacting since this has begun up until now? extremely poorly (laughs) I mean I just think that no there's so many people that aren't rationally thinking they're not being an independent thinker they're just seeing it at face value as far as what the media shows and running with it yes and I if you have a weak immune system if you are over the age of 60 by all means be more cautious I mean, you should be the ones social distancing yourselves. You should be, or the parents helping social distance their children that might have low immune systems, you know. I mean, I think it's safe for even us healthy ones to, I don't need to go to a a huge public bar and be surrounded by tons of people. I don't think I need to go to, you know, Walmart, maybe at the busiest hour of the day. I can try and avoid some of those things and... And, you know, but it's not, there's no need to completely uproot my, our lives and change everything that we're doing. It's every single day with the way that viruses and diseases work and and how evolution is always happening. I mean, we are at risk of catching something like this every day. It's very good to be cautious and, and, but the problem is, is there isn't high enough numbers of death toll from, for, I don't think anybody to be worried. I I mean, and and I'm with you on that. I I don't likely to die from influenza B. I don't want anyone to die from any of this. You know, it's crappy. I mean, it really is. You know, uh, uh, the medical community spends countless hours every year trying to predict what the next, you know, influenza strand might be like, and that's why we get the recommendations we do for flu shots every year, and. uh, you know, so I know that they're kicking themselves in the ass trying to work work this this problem. 
Um, um, uh, recently, Washington uh, f- had their first injection of a what they consider a vaccinate a vaccine for this this uh, this virus. So now it's just a waiting game to see if it works. They're claiming that it will still take up to a year or more than a year to uh, make it to where it's widely usable everywhere. Fine. Um, but a little bit of research, just a little bit, it doesn't take much. And that's the problem I have is a lot of people don't want to be informed. They just want someone to inform them through the news, I guess. I don't know. Uh, one of the things that I discovered, and this was widely known for a while, and I heard about this a long time ago, is that heat, it cannot take heat. It mm-hmm. can't do it. Um, like certain saunas. So what, the, what one of the suggestions is made, and I, so I read about this, was that um, since it cannot take certain temperatures, and we're talking about right around 133 degrees Fahrenheit, 56 degrees Celsius, is about when it just will just die. I mean, that's that, it, that's it. You got about 10 minutes that things is gone. So what they suggest is things like saunas. You know, let's go sit in a sauna, you know, or whatever. And then, and that isn't the stupidest idea. So what, uh, when I, when I, what I'm saying is research is important. Why do you think no one wants to do their own independent research to figure out, you know, what's going on? What, yeah. what, what do you think? Why? <sighs> You know, I I think a lot of a lot of us, not I mean, a lot of citizens have just been conditioned anymore to trust what they're hearing, what they're reading, you know. But we we've also learned that if you are so stuck on your opinion that you might have got just off that media, and you want to Google that specific opinion, you're gonna find plenty of articles to back up. <clears throat> your side you know what I mean so of course, so, so it's, of course. it's it's hard yeah um I when you were talking I, I'm sure you were wondering what I was staring at my phone about I was curious and I know that cancer and COVD are, are, are completely dif- different yeah. like that. but here here's just uh, um, an interesting statistic in total in Italy which is the most you know one of the populated mo- one, the, one the, of the most the affected countries affected right now yeah. right now 2,000 600 people have died. That's that's sad. That's a good chunk. It's a good chunk. But here's something interesting. In the U.S. alone, 1,660 people die a day from cancer. Yep. And that is not a pandemic. When I, you, I mean, it shouldn't. I, again, cancer is different. But I'm just saying, like, if you look at that picture, like, holy cow. And there are, there are ways to fix that. You know, <laughs> So now, it, it, some other information that I think you would find interesting, and I actually think I've unpacked a little bit of this with Terrence. Uh, the top, the highest killing thing out there like that, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. 3,104 deaths a day. This virus has Ebola beat by two. It's 56 per day, whereas Ebola was at 54. And that is like... I'm sorry, that's, okay, this just almost reminds me of back when I was pregnant, and they were saying <laughs> that I couldn't, I should The swine flu, you, no, that was, no, was the swine that, flu, or was no, it no, which no, one was it? That's not what I'm talking about. Totally different, not that, but when they were, they were telling me the statistics of how many babies in the U.S. had died from getting circumcisions, mm. and they had said 100 people had died in, like, the last year over circumcisions and I laughed and I said that is a pretty damn like I would rather take the circumcision still like that, that is Fuck yeah, and that's how I still feel about even like this coronavirus those statistics are, are as sad as it is and as much respect and love and good vibes as I want to send the families and, and those that have, have lost 
I have, I'm not scared. That is not enough statistic for me to go tinfoil my head and run around. Now you have people literally saying that the EMTs are about to be put over our heads and they're going to be reading everything and they're going to listen to everything. They already fucking do listen to everything, but they're, yeah, people are just absurd with their opinions. Sometimes they can be. It's, and that's the problem. It's scary. Is, the problem is a lot of these opinions that you're seeing, the flooded opinions on Facebook, uh, they come from this uh, this culture, you know, where, 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 of course, it started in 2016 when, when, when Trump started running for the pre- presidency. And, you know, people hated it. They laughed at him for even doing it. And then when he won, they just started just, they, they just digging on him constantly. This is an anger thing because, you know, like I told you in the beginning, he actually acted. Uh, back in late December, he was sending uh, experts to Wuhan to assist with this, what American German pathology called a pneumonia-like uh, virus that was you know, causing some issues in the Wuhan province. And it isolated itself. It did exactly what a coronavirus would do. It became COVID-19. December, I believe, 30th is when they figured that out. And he had already had experts there trying to help. Now, of course, there's nothing you could do to just help or stop it. But at the same time, he was doing what he could. When it hit the United States, he acted. It wasn't immediate. He, he took just about under a month. It was about 26 days, I believe, from uh, one of the first cases hitting to him declaring uh, the national health, the public health emergency here in America. And then uh, the, the 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 sort of travel ban was, you know, non-citizens were basically banned from China. That we're coming from China, we that don't come here. And so before he did that, they were calling, he didn't act, he didn't act, he didn't act, he's a piece of shit. Well, of course, that's what they would do, even though it took six months for Obama to act. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then he did act, and they called it xenophobic, they called him a racist. This is the same thing if you look all the way back to his Muslim travel ban. Well, that's, you remember that, right? Yeah. You, you remember it's like, oh, he's, he's against Muslims. Yeah. He's against the, the, the ones that are harboring terrorists. There was five, five countries on that list, and each one of them were known to harbor terrorism. Well, that's something that I think is funny, because I said, I, I was talking about this to my dad today. And no, I'm not saying this is something I, like, firmly believe or anything. I'm not. This is just a, a, what you would consider, like, a conspiracy theory or whatever. But oh, cool. This is the tinfoil hat. No, I'm, I'm not going into that, but there are the people out there that are, like... Well, this is government driven, or this is worldwide trying to populate, or, or not populate, but to um, have population control. Okay, let's let's pretend for a second it was. You want to sit there and blame Trump? When it comes to the president, if if, if we were to be corrupted right now, if we were to be being screwed with right now. It could be information just being given to the president. Our president is not a scientist. He did not find this out for himself. He did not discover this on his own. He had to have information given to him like anybody and everybody else. I bet he's never even touched a petri dish. (laughs) All I'm saying is for all we know, like obviously tinfoil hat here, I'm just saying that, but for all we know, COVID-19 never did exist. And they wanted to start some fear and people are just have, you know, it's a normal symptoms you got a cough you got your cold you got your normal symptoms that you have so you could somebody could go in and have just your normal influenza and they're like oh yep COVID-19 and then that person dies and they write it down as oh there goes another one on the toll list you know and that's what people have looked at you know so but it's funny just because you can't blame the president because he's just being handed down information he can't single-handedly say okay guys 
we're going to tell everybody. <laughs> like, we're yeah. going to populate control right now. We're going to go send out this COVID-19. Well, COVID-19. in reality, a lot of it's anger. You know, he's like, wait, 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 what's he, he's not doing enough to help. What is the he only supposed way, to do? The only way I could see this is that, like, he could help if, like, okay, I guess they would think he needs to help if he were going out and actually, you know, firsthand trying to help as far as, like, I don't know, studying and talking to people that have it, things like that. Fine. That's but not his job. There are, there are. First of all, he's a president. Why put him at risk? There are actual educated people out there that don't have to study like he would have to do. That can give us those answers. He's he's over sixty. Yeah. He's over sixty. He has his. He, I think he has at least one. He's at one of the higher risk. He's a higher risk. Why put him there? Second, I never saw Obama do it. Why don't so the vice president? Yeah, well, Mike Pence is a little bit old and kind of beat up too. I don't know if I want him there either. He is in charge of response, however. I'll send out Pelosi. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. So officially, Jade's proposal is that the Speaker of the House should be basically uh, uh, the one going out and talking to these uh, coronavirus victims. You and know, risking it, your own life. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to advocate that, but I am going to sit here and laugh about it because that's kind of funny. Good good idea. Good idea. She she won't get affected though. She'll drink too much and it'll just it'll just die in her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> She'll shake all of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're not making fun of Democrats, I swear. Anyway. No, just Pelosi. <laughs> really, just Pelosi. Uh, but, but in reality, uh, uh, okay, so l- l- let's... Let's go to another point that I kind of brought up earlier about the idea that a lot of people on social media right now are pushing. They're saying, oh, what? Trump's Trump's proposing $1,000 to every American family. No. Because he's a, because it's effect, because of the effect that it's having on as far as work, school, stuff yeah. like that. They're calling it a socialist thing. They're like, oh, now he likes socialism. Oh, now Republicans like socialism. All right. Well, let me, let me just unpack this just a little bit. Okay. First of all, Nothing about this is socialist. Sorry. The idea of giving out money, the most general statement you can make of that idea, sure, that could be socialism if, if you want to look at it that way. But if you want to look at the specifics, then it's not. Socialism is the idea of the redistribution of wealth as per decisions made by the, the public. That's not what's happening here. And like you said, it's a, it's a state of emergency. That's This is an emergency. That's government funding. That's just helping. There have been multiple recommendations in many states, and they have been followed. Some of them are now becoming enforceable as far as closures, closures of businesses, closures of, of factories, things like that. Things are being closed where people are affected. Now they're not getting money. So instead of saying, well, we have to force these private companies to pay for paid leave, which I'm sorry that I don't believe that that is the right answer. Sure, we could probably force them to give everybody, you know, two week paid paid leave. But beyond that, now you're just pressing into the economy way too much. If you do that, we're going to watch prices on everything skyrocket. And I'm not really a big fan of that. But you're paying like we're in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, God. But is a thousand dollars a month given because of an emergency situation whereas let, let's say let's back this up to obama when he initiated his stimulus package it was a six hundred dollar check given to uh, citizens the problem i have with a lot of those citizens is that it wasn't everybody first of all so let's not play that game it was not comparable <laughs> second the bigger issue that i'm seeing as well is that 
the pro the pro he used he 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 gave money to programs specific programs what it was so uh, uh, veteran affairs they got some of that for basically I could outline this a little bit but the basics of it is that the people that received the stimulus package check from Obama were at the very lowest class you can be which is basically right above like being homeless <laughs> pretty much so that's who got it in order to get them to go out and spend it's good for them and, that, and it did but that was him trying to assist the economy that was already falling due to I'm sorry his incapabilities to be president so now we have a, a great economy the, the economy was amazing up until COVID-19 hit um, maybe for all we know, all the other countries are super jealous, so they went ahead and did this. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> look, look, look at it this way: every left-leaning sites, the ones that are getting everybody stirred up, the right-leaning sites are looking at this and going, "Wow, guys! I mean, yeah, let's let's have precautions." You but probably I mean, for have fuck's like sake. the Democrats and then one Trump to look bad. That's to like, make the economy crash. That's what this. The, it, but it's, but it's going to turn itself around because if the economy crashes and then it fucking booms right afterwards, like it has many times before. <laughs> That's gonna look good on Trump. Well, Trump's gonna look great for doing, it. And, and and the thing is, is he already does. Yes. Americans don't want to. Some Americans don't want to see it that way because they see him as inept. He has not done a good enough job. Mike Pence was appointed as the in charge of the response, and he was the one in charge of the response of an HIV epidemic in Indiana a few years back when he was governor, and a lot of people died. But, so okay. he made hold on, he made big mistakes. So everybody's like, so how is that okay? How is how is appointing him okay? So you're telling me that it's not okay to appoint the one person that has lessons learned from a situation like this versus someone that didn't have a failure before. The only way you can lead is if you've lost before. You know how to not lose because you have lost. He fucked up. Penn screwed up. And he still did his best through it. And he learned a lot of lessons. So now here he is up applying those lessons to what he already learned. Yeah. And we're not getting anywhere near the deaths like some of the other countries. So yeah. let me ask you the, the the burning question and a lot of what I'm saying. How do you feel this administration, Trump's administration, has handled this, this COVID-19 outbreak? And what do you see coming from what's happening currently? And it can be general. It's I just mean, his opinion. I, think general, I, I mean, I think generally they, they've done a good job. I mean, I think that... Um, them, they themselves are not freaking out. He's he's trying to keep everybody calm and collected and just try to, you know, like uh, that there, just give the information. So let me stop you there. So for, for let me, when, when, when he was talking about how we, we have we have the situation to control, things like that, a lot of people were saying, well, he didn't, he didn't, he doesn't. Do you see him saying a lot of the things he said as a way to try to keep the public calm while he did what he did? In a way, yes, but I also do believe what he said. I think that there's a lot of things... As citizens, we only know what we read. There are so many things behind closed doors. So like you said, there was somebody that was already trying to work on this before it was ever even publicly known. So I, I do believe that they have as much of a handle on it as they can. And, and he may not be 100% confident saying it, but he knows that just like a parent... That is the best thing to say. That is the best way. You know, you don't... If, if, it, if a ship is sinking, the captain isn't going to get on there and say, Oh my God, we're sinking! Everybody jump! <laughs> no, he's going to say, We've got it under control. Everybody get your life jackets on. Let's get ready. You know, everybody work together and let's get through this. And even if they die, they die. But at least 
the one person in charge tried to keep it together the best they could until the very end. Because there's only so much that one person can do that controls the lives of 300 plus million others. And that makes sense to me. And we don't have Trump tweeting like he can, you know, crazy facts or, or, or <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified for my He has life. his moments and I will tell you this. He posts some pictures of his bathroom full of toilet paper. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I think, I, I honestly believe, and I'm going to say this as an as a absolute Trump supporter, I will say that I think for election year, Trump should delete his fucking Twitter account <laughs> and shut up. And just do. let things happen the I way do. they are. Now, I'm not going to say that It he, makes him a little more real. In reality, yes, he, it does. He's not, a reality person. He's not a fucking... I mean, he, had, he had a reality TV show, for God's sake. He's too. not supposed to be politically correct, so screw anybody that thinks he should. Not only has he not... Not only shouldn't be and has he not been, but he is the, the biggest advocate of... Um, there's no such thing. In reality, I don't think there should be. Um, no, that's that's a part of our freedom of speech, like we talked about in our last segment. You know, act, yeah, oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. I mean, that's... but. But yeah, no, I think in a whole, they have done the best that I would hope our, you know, our leaders would do. I, I, I don't think there's much more at this point that, I mean, there's not much more that Trump himself can do. I mean, he can only, like we said before, he speak. he's not going to come out single-handedly and come door to door and, here, let me chest, test you really quick. And, right. Oh, you're not doing good, so yeah. let's, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I remember mom, um, when Bush was president, which that's a whole different president, and I'm not going to talk about whether I like or liked Bush, but that's oh, he's a shithead. We'll I just know, just but say it now. That's but... Here, 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 there. but I remember my mom being one of those people that you know wrote him a letter like, "You need to come stay at my house and see what it's like to live this life." Blah blah blah. blah. Hmm? Yes, she really did. Yeah, she did. She did. She wait, did. wait, wait, she wait, wait! You trying to get Bush? That still. dumb son of a bitch. But, but the thing is, is it's not. It's not up to the president. I, I don't know. I just no, 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 no. I know where you're going. Yeah, because you're right. The president goes on the information given, like we said. So one of the things that happened. No, this is a more recent event. This is something that happened in Iran. Uh, was it Iran? Actually, hang on. Recently, within a few, within the last, actually, I think year, uh, there was. Oh. It was, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying, my memory's slowly coming back, everybody, I apologize. It was the pullout, the Syrian pullout, and how there was no lives affected by a certain attack, and then it came to be that there were Americans that died, and everybody went on, went at Trump and went, you're, you're lying, you're lying, see, you're just making shit up, and it came out even right after that, but nobody wanted to see it, that his advisors initially did tell him that there were no actual deaths. And then later it was give, it was confirmed that there were some injuries. He reported before he got the actual news, even though he got information from his advisors, the people that say he doesn't listen to advisors, that moment he did. And he said exactly what they told him to say. And, and he said it, and it wasn't correct. So you're telling me that Trump's wrong for not listening to their advisors, but then Trump is wrong for listening to their advisors. This is the hypocrisy of the left. This is where they screw up. They cannot just let the man do what he needs to do. Yes, it wasn't perfect. Sometimes this doesn't go perfectly. Y'all need to stop trying to expect Trump to do everything perfectly. He's not. No, and that's the other thing, though, too, is you have, like, media who gets a little wind of something. They jump the gun. They start putting it out on the news before even, say, the gov- the president has had a moment to address it. The difference between that is is the president or, or our government is more likely to maybe stay quiet longer because they need to gather enough information. They can't give us information and tell us to be calm if they don't know what's going on. 
The no. media, they don't give a shit. The media is they need to make their money. They need to have the best damn story they've they got. So clicks. if they hear about it, they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. Clicks and views. So so then that media starts playing out before the government has had a time to even calm everybody down. And so now all of a sudden you have a mass scare well due to this. You know, I, I think that's a lot to, to, to do with that. If I'm if I'm right, it was NBC. Now this was back <laughs> when the Syrian pullout. This is another Syrian pullout moment. Syrian, the Syrian pullout happened, and then was it two days later? Uh, NBC. What? <laughs> Somebody's being home with Jesus. <laughs> Syrian pullout. Oh, yo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two days later. <laughs> <laughs> so now I get it. She said some, Syria was pregnant. No. <laughs> it did not work. Well, that went different. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, whenever we pull out of Syria. Nobody got pregnant. <laughs> uh, 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 it was a few days later. I think it was NBC reported. Uh, they showed video of this just terrible scene of explosions and gunfire, and they said that this is what this, the, the Kurds are going through right now. And then it came to be not but hours later that someone uncovered that this was a, a, a fun range in Kentucky in 2017 video footage. What I don't understand is why the public knows has seen, has had proof, visible, viable proof that most of these left-leaning sites have lied. Now, I'm not going to say that Fox hasn't lied because I've watched them do it too. That's why I don't rely on any news source anymore. But uh, when that happened, it was complete undeniable proof that they are willing to lie for whatever purpose they need. No, the best, I'm sorry, but the absolute best is 9-11 when they said... Building 7 has fallen, Building 7 has fallen, and in the background, Building 7 is still standing. This is true, and, and a then lot of them did all that. of a sudden, Building 7 starts falling, and they're that like, was, oh. was, They started reporting it to They me. knew this. that the building was supposed to fall. All right, so 9 11 is uh, one of my fortes, I guess. It's something I liked to read about when I was younger. And yeah, I can give you a lot of info. You're right, absolutely but that's, correct. That's a point of 26 minutes. Proof of the 26. They, the first report that Building 7 fell came 26 minutes before it actually fucking fell. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. So why? Which are is we... my guess that they were fed that it was going to go off and then the technique... Uh, I mean, I mean, the owner of that entire that entire complex, you know, gave the orders to pull it. He even said it on live when pull, pull it. Well, is and something... every person in that building that was of an, any importance was told not to come into work that day. Nobody, everybody had the day off. Weird, huh? Can you, mm-hmm. Anyway... Yeah. So the idea that the idea that news uh, uh, says these things and it has been given evidence of lying just tells me that I guess nobody's really paying attention, or they'd rather a lie, they'd rather enjoy a lie for comfort. I don't know. Uh, is it easier? Maybe. These are opinions that I would like from anybody. So if you're if you're listening to this, if you've got an opinion or maybe some inside information as to why people will just believe these outlets that are known for lying, tell me, because I don't understand it either. I just, I don't. It's been, you know, uh, clearly obvious over the last decade or two that the media does tend to lie about the dumbest fucking things they can lie about. I hate you know? to say it, though, but the majority, I, I'm, this is obviously speculation, so I cannot <clears throat> back opinion piece, up, come on. but the majority of people that are freaking out about all this, the majority of the people that follow those left news art, or news sites, Trump's not their president. Right. I mean, I guarantee you a lot of those people are just angry at the world, and so they believe what they see, and the world's coming. 
you have all the Jesus freaks that are, you know, this is the end of times. Jesus oh, is coming. I got, I got a few of them on my timeline too. Repent, you know, and it's so funny because according to, you know, everybody in history, Jesus has been coming for a goddamn long time. Like, I mean, really? <laughs> but, well, but this is not the, uh, I'm sorry, but if, if 2,600 people in Italy alone can, can die from December, but 1,660 people can die from cancer a day. And we're going to sit here and freak out and close all our doors for that. Why, why aren't we sitting here figuring out why 1,660 people are dying from cancer? Uh, I yeah. think that is an extremely bigger thing that we should be spending our resources researching. No, no, no. We need to let them die. Are you kidding me? That's a, that's a joke. I don't understand why they let it happen. I don't. I, you're right. You're right. It, 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 it's selective. It, a lot of this has been selective from what it looks like to me. And you're 100% right. It, it seems it seems one-sided. It seems like a lot of this is being is just being used to push something. Push a political agenda? Uh, 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 now, I would like to address something real quick. This is informational. Um, there was reports coming out a little while ago that within the, the, the COV-19, the COVID-19 uh, uh, a bill that was being pushed to the House recently, uh, as far as appropriations... Uh, where money can go to assist with uh, research and relief. Uh, it was it was said that Pelosi tried to push abortion funding through that exact bill. Now, no, that's a stupid idea. First of all, I want you all to know that this is something that people uh, that politicians have done in the past many times. So, it's not yes, it's stupid, but they've tried doing things like, you like know it. Me, like hold on, hold on. They tried doing it. Well, at least that's the claim. But here's the problem. I looked at the bill. Just so y'all understand, nobody tried to do that. I don't like Pelosi the same as most of the motherfuckers that listen to this, but I want you to understand that did not happen. Pelosi didn't try anything. One of the other things I was reading is that uh, the Democrats were saying that the Republicans were trying to push for an anti-abortion uh, uh, part of the bill. That didn't happen either. Neither side tried to sneak anything into this to this coronavirus bill. So, go See, ahead. I was going to say, you know me. Like, I'm pro-choice. I, I, if most people that know me, they know I'm pro-choice. Do what you want. But I do not believe in funding. I, my taxes should not go to your choice or, or a female's choice of reporting a child. You pay for your own choice. So, I want everybody to know this, and I wanna, I, I, I'm just going to announce this now, that Jade and I, we are we, we, engaged... Uh, we've been together for Christ, um, damn near five. Yeah, I was gonna say damn near five now. Um, this is the one thing that we have never fully agreed on was abortion. Uh, uh, and now that's that's pretty funny considering you know we, we both probably would vote the same way. Like if we went to the ballots, she would elect. I'm gonna assume she would elect Trump the same as I would right now. Mm-hmm. But we have different viewpoints, and one of the biggest differences we have is abortion. So. I think my next podcast, as far as a special guest segment, which usually lasts the longest, is going to be the official debate on abortion between Jade and myself. The final real debate. Which, honestly, I'm going to be honest, could get a little heated because Tony and I get a little heated when we talk about this subject. Not well, like that. Not like arguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get we, we, get like bit, we get a little bit jumpy. of our opinion. Yes. But so here's what and we're going to... And I gonna... think a lot of that has to do with a female's viewpoint versus a male's there viewpoint. There you go. Really there you go. 
Now, I, I, I literally had things to say as soon as she said that, but I, no, no, this is not that yeah, debate. We'll wait. We're, so we're going to wait. We're so still here's, on Corona. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, what, what I wanna, all I'm going to say is that the next podcast, I believe that's what's going to happen. So, Jay, just make sure you have your research ready, and I'm going to have mine ready, and we will actually debate this subject. I'm going to ask you questions, and we'll go back and forth. That sounds so good. So just so you all know, a real abortion debate will be in the next podcast. I digress. We're talking about coronavirus. We're about done. I just wanted to, I, I want to kind of come back a little bit here. So Jade, you believe that a lot of this hype is just excessive, correct? Yes. What can we do as Americans to calm ourselves the frick down? What do you think? Unfortunately, there's, there's nothing. No. I mean, I mean, I wish there was, but I, I, you and I could sit on Facebook all day long and try to talk people that are freaking out out of it, but it, it, we're probably only going to get one person to calm down out of 20 people we talk to. It's People get, just like you and I, we have our own opinions and we have our strong beliefs and we have hit a point in society where, I, I don't know how to explain it, I guess, but when I was a kid, I felt like, especially in, in the area that I live in, you just knew what you knew and that was it. And everybody's opinions were pretty much the same. You know, that's just kind of how that was. But now we've hit a point, and I think social media has a huge part of that, but you are a strong believer now in whatever opinion you have, and that is your opinion no matter what facts are thrown at you. You know, we have seen multiple times, no matter what the situation is, you could spew out a hundred true facts that you know for without a a doubt are true, and that person is still going to be like, no, (laughs) that's not what I believe. And, okay, you know. But I, I think that's the biggest issue that we sit at right now is, is I mean, as a person that wants peace in the world, of course, I would just, you know, wish I could get on live and tell everybody, calm down, it's not a big deal, but it, it, I really wouldn't have an answer for what the question you're asking, because I... You shouldn't, honestly, you shouldn't, because in, in reality, my question was, it was loaded. The, the, the idea of it is that, you know, I, I'm asking you what others should do, whereas you should only really worry about what you should do. And I think that's what... Exactly, I yeah, think that's yeah. the point that I think I should make to anybody is, <clears throat> instead of worrying about everybody else, worry about yourselves. Now, what, what Terrence talked about before, that's, a, that's pretty important as well. Yes, worry about yourselves. Take your own precautions. Just educate others where you need to. Be, be educated in the, in, in the subject, absolutely. You look things up instead of just... Uh, allowing a, a media outlet to tell you how to feel, but the biggest thing I think I could say is, is is consideration, and not it doesn't have to be like you have to care for other people, but just be considered. If you're gonna go because you're panicking right now, say you're freaking out about this virus. Oh man, I gotta go get all the toilet paper. But what about all those older people? What about people that haven't been able to go shopping and that need just a normal set of it? What if some? What if what if a, a poor family ran out and they're just coming here because they finally got a couple of bucks and they wanted to grab some toilet paper for the kids? And you just bought it all. You know, that's... The other side of that is then you have, okay, say you do have somebody that's in that store that's getting six things of toilet paper and you want to sit there and take a picture of them and post them on Facebook and say, what an asshole. Why don't you... Okay, no, 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 no. No, not even that. How? And and I'm just as guilty. I said it too. You know, I've bitched about the majority of the horrors. Not a not a, not a, a single picture as a singular, but as a whole. But if you were to sit there and nitpick at one single person, you don't know if that person has a lower immune system than you. True. If that person is over the age of 60, I would hold your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, it, there, there might be somebody there that is genuinely scared because they have 
a reason to be. No, no, and and, and here's that. Then that's a great that's a great observation as far as Republicans uh, uh, and their hypocrisy. So now. Let me unpack what I mean, because this, you'll like this. I think this is pretty good. A lot of times Republicans are very defensive whenever uh, a Democrat says, why do you need that much ammo and this, that, and stuff. And of course, they're like, the fuck does it matter why I need it? It's my, it's mine. You know what I mean? I can buy that. Why can't Republicans see this for the same thing? Like, I'm not saying that it's right that they're doing it. I think it's a little silly considering that this is a supply and demand sort of situation. But it is the situation. same kind of concept. But it is a concept that makes sense. If you are going to complain when a Democrat asks you why you need that much ammo and you tell them, well, what the fuck does it matter? Then why are you taking pictures of someone buying a bunch of toilet paper and saying, what the fuck do they need that for? What the That's fuck their matter? freedom. And, and what does it matter? Yes, is it wrong? wrong? Sure. I don't think it's right either. But you're, yeah, I'm sorry. It's the same thing. Logic, yeah. yeah. So... Yes, I don't think that panic buying all this to- toilet paper makes sense. But at the same time, I'm not going to look at somebody that's doing it and tell them the uh, fucking Now, idiots. I think the worst of it, though, is aside from the toilet paper, you have people out there mass grabbing wipes, baby wipes, and formula because they're like, well, formula holds better than milk. So you have people that don't even have babies out there buying formula just so they can ensure that they have milk in their home. And that, to me, is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I probably would. And I'm sorry. I, I found out somebody was buying formula and they didn't have a baby. I'd probably beat the shit out of them. Well, here, here's the reality of it. Like, if I go to Walmart or wherever the hell and, and I get, you know, trying to buy formula and there's formula, no panic. The minute I go and try to buy formula and a normal formula, just so y'all know, we have we have a 10-month-old in our house. He is... 11-month-old, uh, Sam. Damn near. He's a fat little shit. He loves his... He, there you go. He loves his formula. He's a smart little dude, but he's also, he's a hungry kid. And we get him his formula. You know, we, we feed him quite a bit. He's very well we taken care of. Exactly. Yeah, I was just thinking that very actually. Very helpful there is some. Yeah. So if I go and I find out there is none and I can't get any, I'm going to be pissed because now my son has have to go in with, does have to go without food. Only because somebody's scared and wants to make sure they got milk in their house. I, if I, I'm sorry. At that point, if I can't feed my infant child... Because some adult just thinks he needs it. Mm. You know how many times I've been mac and cheese without any <laughs> I may come I may go knocking on doors and freak out a little bit. I'm sorry, I might. Because I think that's a little pathetic. There are things that you can get like that's not the same thing what we were talking about before as far as hoarding things, like we were talking about ammo versus toilet paper. That's not the same. You are now taking the food out of an infant. Because that's the difference. As an as an adult. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I believe, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that couldn't do this because we are such a weak society anymore, but but thankfully I'm in an area where, if in fact, we couldn't get food. If. Bitch, we would hunt. We would go hunting, we would, we would, we would have our food, we would not. Oh, I'd have fun. Starve, yeah. but if you have, <laughs> if I'm not breastfeeding and I have a baby that needs food, luckily Idris is to the point where we can feed him food, you know, adult food, he still technically needs formula, but he's at that 11 months a year old he's in that, like, if we had to switch him yeah, over yeah. right now it would be okay but for, for somebody that has say a, a new premature baby or a, a, a three month old baby and they can't we, and we have a friend milk right across what the way what are they supposed to yeah. do we have a friend right across the street what if she can't get it she has a, she has a premature baby that baby is still like exceedingly tiny and I'm sorry but if you're worried about coronavirus you don't want to go out and find some random wet nurse you're worried about a virus, and then you want to stick some random woman's boob true, in the baby's true. mouth. You know? I mean, it would be unlikely, but at the same time, okay. you are correct. Yeah, that's that's a still a chance fear. you don't want to that's take. A, right, right, right. So, all great points. This is great. 
we're coming to the end of this. I just, I, I'm, I, I, I think I need to cut this off a little bit. But no, this was good. This was good. This was great. It was, a, it was more of an opinion piece, just kind of, you know, throwing some facts out and formulating opinions and viewpoints from it. So I, I'm happy with what was said. Jade, great job. She actually, she, uh, she's not as, she, she's, she's a lot smarter. He's saying I'm not as stupid as I look. No, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's a lot smarter than I think a lot of people take her for sometimes, and uh, uh, I love knowing that that's how she is. She it's just some people try to debate with her on Facebook, and they and they talk down on her quite a bit, and it, it frustrates me because I know the woman's not stupid. I know she's not. I, I live with her for Christ's sake. I think sometimes my biggest thing is articulating the right. Like, you yeah. To, to, to say like I I, can, I I'll say it. And that the imagery is correct in my head, but then somebody like spews out what they heard from it, and I'm well, like, wait, no. A few minutes ago, <laughs> did you hear me? A few minutes ago, I said they're taking baby out of infants. I'm like, or they're taking food out of infants. I'm like, no. I didn't mean that. I meant they're taking food out of the infant's mouth. But I didn't say it cor- correctly in my mind. I'm like, fuck, I screwed right. that up. Like it's just about yeah saying it the way that you like. You can have a certain image of the idea in your head, but to get somebody else to see it, you you is different. You get attacked a lot for that crap, and, I, and it's annoying. But at the same time, you know, it, I'm lucky enough to take the time to understand what you're saying. And even though sometimes I don't agree. I can understand it, so I love it, and I think that's great. And uh, that, and I want y'all to understand something that. You know, at one point or another, Jade uh, was not a Trump supporter. No. Um, she she viewed Trump as pretty much a joke. And what was funny is she viewed him like that before he was elected, while we were together, and I was supporting him. And through my own research, she did. Yeah, it wasn't me. Tony, I, I mean, she listened to me. Don't get me wrong. I did, but yeah, through through my own time, through my own understanding I, I looked at the bigger picture and was like damn this guy kind of knows what he's doing he's know? not that stupid he doesn't make all the best decisions but he makes good decisions for the people and that's the point and I'm not and I'm in that same situation though where I feel like that chick from uh, Black Panther where you know when it's when it's your leader you you support him anyways and unless it's something that's absolutely that was Michael B. Jordan trying wrong. to destroy everyone. No, no, no. But you know what I'm saying. You, you know what I'm saying, though. Like that, that, that um, loyalty to the the country, the loyalty to. Yeah. No, know, no, no. I get it. I get it. So even when you say it, when Bush was president for the longest time, I was quote unquote, a, I was a Republican, so I was a Bush supporter. I was a whatever. But now I can look you've back learned. and say, ah, no. You've you've learned you've learned that you it's it's not about party for us. And I, I believe the same. It's not about party for Jade. It's not about party for me. I'm an independent. It's, yeah. it's, I'm a Republican all day, but if the Republicans do not select uh, or do not, you know, try to push a, a candidate that's worth a shit, then I'm just not going to vote for But them. I think that's Pony, t- Tony, Pony. Tony's point, though, is that... Pony's point. Pony's point. Tony's point is that even though we're together and we've been together for so long, we do not have the same viewpoints. Just because he believes what he believes, I'm not. We're not sheeple with each other. We don't buy into what other uh, the other person believes just because that's what they believe. No. You know, we do our own individual research and we find our own things. And sometimes we can see each other's sides and or or you know. But it, it's it's not always there perfect. There are things we definitely disagree on. It's not always perfect, but we understand how to communicate. So that is why the next podcast be a rough one we'll be me and jade sitting here in this room and we're gonna bring two tables and a uh, two tables jesus two chairs and a table and this is what we'll be talking about
And she just picked up. <laughs> and this woman just picked up a twisted ass coat hanger and said, this is what we're going to be talking. Wow. That moment belonged in some sort of like offensive group page on Facebook. No, but no, 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 no. No, Hazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't know how many times my son rocks around with a friggin' coat hanger and we tell him it's too late for that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we are terrible parents. We're not politically correct, but we're wonderful parents and, and he I loves us to death. So I want y'all to understand something. This is the next podcast is going to be, it's going to be a little nuts. Might even be a little heated, but at the same time, at the end of it, we're still going to kiss and, ha- and be happy. But the next podcast will be Jade and I officially debating the point of abortion. I will be disappointed if I find out that he touches Terrence's knee as much as he's touched mine during this. Oh, I <laughs> I touch more than his knee. Terrence, just so you know, <laughs> I got to have more, more, more physical contact next time. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, you know what I'll do is I'll talk to him too. He has... What's funny about Terrence uh, with 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 his opinion on abortion is he sits on both ends yeah. a little bit. I remember hearing his podcast or before on that. I almost want him to come in he, and be the third party in it. I giggled with his podcast honestly because at first he said he said, "Well, I'm I'm for it for certain cases such as." And then, like, as it went on, he was kind of like, but no, like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Well, he did, he did say he's a terrible Catholic, so this yeah. kind of made sense. He kind of, like, he kind of, like, backed himself up on what he said originally. Which but. is so ironic, because, you know, uh, uh, Catholic priests were the ones that were actually assisting in, in abortions in the 60s. <laughs> anyway, so, Jade, you did a great job. Uh, wonderful, wonderful points of view. Wonderful thoughts. Uh, uh the fact that you articulated to bring him here is great. So thank you very much. Well, I love time. you very much for that. Among many other things, this is my fiance. Uh, so this is the end of the podcast. I really appreciate everybody listening. If you hated what you heard, tell me. If you loved what you heard, tell me. If you got questions, opinions, facts, something I screwed up, tell me. I'll add it in my next podcast. Uh, I've kind of done that uh, with others before, and I will continue to do that again. Please. Come back and listen again. Well, like I said, the next one's going to be a little bit geared more towards abortion. I'm sure I'll have more coronavirus information. I'm sure I'll have more uh, 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 election information. I wanted to dive a little bit into the Democratic debates and stuff like that. But there's been more important stuff. So So wash your hands, wipe your butts, and stay healthy. I mean, if if you hoarded, you should wipe your butts. If not... And maybe can... stay off Tinder. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. You know? Have people yeah. thought of that? You know, maybe... Grinder, like especially. I don't know Grinder. I hate that I do. Anyway. (laughs) All right, guys. I appreciate everybody coming in and listening. Thank you very much, Jade, again. And this has been Politics with Tony.